You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Blank. Another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast with uh, Ryan Davis. How y'all doing? You know, I'm not too familiar with you as well as I've seen you a couple times and, you know, we've hung out a couple of times, I think, a couple bonfires and stuff like that. And back when in the jujitsu days when I experimented with that for a very, very brief amount of time. So tell me about yourself, Ryan. What do you do professionally? Um, I work at a hotel in Ocean City. Which uh, hotel? I work at uh, Quality Inn and Suites. It's up on uh, 145th Street. Mm-hmm. So I just started managing that this year. And uh, do you enjoy that, like the whole hotel thing? Because I work in hotel business as well. I work at, um, I don't want to actually disclose the place, but it's right next to the Econo Lodge, if you okay. know the place I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't like it at all, man. I just don't like the environment. I work in the housekeeping department, and mm-hmm. you deal with a lot of like a certain social group. There's certain cliques, man. There are certain uh, races, I would say, that work, that all vibe, and next thing you know, you're getting cussed out in a certain language, and you're like, oh, I don't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> and they use that as a like a barrier, too, because they know you can't understand it, too. So oh, they, exactly. They'll, they'll yeah, they, they'll, so they'll talk so much shit. But see, the problem is you can't say Robbie in Spanish. So when you say Robbie, you're basically like, ah, da, 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 and then you say Robbie, and then I'm like, what the hell did you just say? I remember I caught a couple of them one time. <laughs> so it's like, you just got to let them know. Like, and it's weird, too, because um, when I deal with housekeeping, it's like, it's a stressful environment, mostly because everyone's on top of each other. And then when you don't, like, our linen company hasn't been arriving because we had one linen company have a fire. Quality linen. Yeah, so yeah. it's like they went down, and then next thing you know, we're getting all of our linen that's coming in. We're either not having linen, not enough to put in any rooms. You hear some stuff about some hotel. It's a good thing I haven't said the name of the hotel because I've been learning tricks about what hotels do. Mm-hmm. Where, like, if it looks like someone barely slept in a bed, they'll just clean off the bed and stuff. I'm like, whoa. Like, and then when they use rags and use sheets, if it has a stain on it, they just flip it over and stuff. So if, it, if the customer sleeps in it and then notices the stain, they don't know if they did it or not. I'm like, yeah, that's just ridiculous to think about. I'm like, and it's a lot of hotels in the area, too. What 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 tricks do you know from some hotels? It doesn't have to be yours in specific. Um, well, I've technically I've only worked in the two hotels. Um, I worked for the best motels when I was like fourteen. Mm-hmm. I was just a bellhop, so I was way too young to kind of see anything that's going wrong. And you, you know what I mean? The wor- yeah, they called yeah. my name. I brought bags to a room. Job was over. You get the tip though. That's the best part about being a bellhop, dude. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, but when you work at when you work at like low, you gotta play it right, dude. You got. I tell them every time I help them with their luggage, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm ready to get off work. Today's my birthday, you know. I just, you know, and then like, oh man, next thing you know, you tell them you turn 21, and they give you like a 10 or a 20, and the next thing you know, you're like, yeah, pocketing that money. Yeah, that is that is a good part. It all um, depends on, like, your hotel, too, because, like, if you have an old hotel, like, kind of like mine, it's kind of, like, stuck in the past a little bit. Um, you get a lot of older folks that have been coming there for years, so they tip pretty, like, generously. And you got you know, got to be a cute kid, too. You can't be some, you know, little Timmy with a giant stutter. Yeah, especially working the front desk. It's like, holy crap, like, today, Junior, you know? I understand that completely. I mean, it's cool. So you do management now. Is that what you said? Yes, sir. So what... Tell me what that entails in your job. Well, 
Not really anything different. I mean, I kind of haven't really taken the role because I haven't really felt like I deserved it. Uh, I haven't been there long. Um, I kind of started out as maintenance. Um, then I got moved to a front desk within like two months um, of working at the place. And uh, a person got fired and I just happened to be the right guy to step in and take over. So it's kind of... Have you noticed the vibes in the different parts of the hotel? Like, oh yeah, I mean, changing from maintenance over to front desk to changing into management. Like, I mean, management still kind of falls in line with the same front desk crew. But like at my work, there's the two most stressful jobs, which is housekeeping, and then there's um, kitchen staff. And then you're going over to the front desk to have their own. Like everyone's got their own little drama. Like we yeah. don't have people that last in the kitchen longer than like two weeks at a time because how stressful it is. Like when we say like housekeeping stressful just with people being on top of each other mm -hmm. and then having to worry about sheets. Imagine the kitchen being in the constant heat. I mean, it's nice when it's cold out like this, yeah. but like when it's in summertime and it's like a hundred degrees yeah. in that freaking kitchen and you're on top of each other, everyone's screaming and yelling, dropping, trying to get around each other and you're stuck in this cramped space. It's like, whoa. Yes. It's a, it's a, it is a lot. It and you can even try and get back there to fill up like a soda or something. Like, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> like, oh my god, I'm the kitchen's sorry. scary, man. They'll cuss you out so fast, dude. Though. I know it's a weird vibe too, because some days you'll walk in there and they're not doing shit, and then like you know, it, that's the one thing everyone gets pissed off in my work because we get served lunch at like eleven. Sometimes lunch doesn't come out at eleven; comes out like eleven ten. And you, they, you just see them sitting back there, and everyone gets all pissed off. And they bring out like chicken tenders or some shit. They do up, and <laughs> everyone's like, like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I want to sub. I'm tired of having this. Is the third day in a row we had Old Bay French fries. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> like they don't care that much about you. And then like when it is good food, it's just leftovers from the buffet or something they had earlier, like some banquet or something. Right. Now, see what I've learned in restaurants. They are the the biggest difference between like front of the house and back of the house, like cooks versus the waiters and yeah. the, the bar backs. Like I don't see it much at the hotel. Um, I mean, the, the housekeepers have their own little thing, but our maintenance guy is awesome. Mm -hmm. So he's constantly walking back and forth, helping them out the whole time. Um, he makes it easy for us too at night. I mean, we don't have really anything. So like, there's not a lot of drama only besides like family members that work together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just cause they've known each other way too long and know when one's being lazy, they'll get on each other like immediately. Well, it's weird. All the housekeepers have like, um, like, they all have each other's numbers. They all have like all the, like the Spanish housekeepers have each other's numbers. And then like, there's a, we have a, like an Indian housekeeper that was on my fourth podcast. And, um, another housekeeper is on my 10th podcast and like they're all white or they're Indian or something. And like, they don't fall in that click of them. So like, there's just this small Spanish group. There used to be so much more my first year. Mm hmm. And then it's like, they all communicate with each other. They all compare rooms. Like, how many rooms? How many checkouts do you have today? How many check? It's like, who gives a shit? Like, why can't you just do your work and go home? Like, who cares? Like, and they're always like, one of, like, Saturdays is the slow day. It's known as like the stay over day. So right. like, when you have a day like that, it's like, they try and ride the clock for as long as they possibly can. I mean, till like, you know, if they're going to be supposed to be out by like one they they'll be there till four. They're going to get their money. They're going to get paid. Mm -hmm. They're just going to find like sit in a room, watch TV or something like that. And, um, then on our busy days, you seem like they ride the clock out even farther or sometimes they just want to, they've had the roughest day. They just want to go home. And it's, it's crazy. Cause like 
you do anything wrong, either you're getting cussed out in a whole other language, or like they're texting your supervisor who's of the same ethnicity that's friends with all of them, and then he's like, oh God, and then they're all going back and forth having these inner working conversations. But it's weird to see. It's like being in high school again with like the uh, social cliques where you see like black kids <laughs> yeah, sitting together, the white kids sitting together, a bunch of skater groups sitting together. It's like you, everyone clicks around the group that they uh, relate to the most. And it's like the the Spanish housekeepers eat lunch all at the same time. And then like it's everyone else is eating at their maintenance eats together. Maintenance usually is right as soon as the lunch comes out and then they're off doing their own thing. But we have different radio channels and stuff we're on. Like uh, most of the housekeepers are on one. Mm-hmm. And then all the maintenance guys are on three. I'll click over to the channel three and hear them all like, where did you glue my radio? And it's like, yeah. I stuck to the <laughs> ceiling or something. They're doing stuff like that. I'm like, damn, I wish I would fall into that crew. But I'm stuck in like the only white guy in housekeeping, basically. Oh, but that's rough. It's not, I mean, it's not bad, but it's like, you got to take it where it goes. Like, it, you just got to understand, like, that if they're giving you shit or something, you just got to understand, like, you're 40 or 50 years old doing housekeeping. I mean, you're obviously not happy with your life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm 20. I'm just doing it really because I'm in college and <laughs> trying to get through. It's like, whatever. We're a resort town, man. There's nothing. You either work in a hotel or you work in a restaurant. Exactly. Or you're, yeah, or bar type mm-hmm. scenario. But it's like, and you're, or you're playing music and going after that, which it seems to be like, that's more mostly where our town comes from. Like, when it comes to like people I've been interviewing, they've all most a lot of them been been musicians and stuff. Like it's like, and I know you're musically talented too. We're gonna get down to that too. And you look at me like, eh, musically talented. It's like, yeah, you are, man. I mean, you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta get for you can play an instrument. I can't play an instrument for shit. So you know, it comes down to mm-hmm. I've seen a couple of your videos, a couple of your covers. You're good, man. You got yeah, you got that. talent for it. I believe everyone. I don't believe in anybody is bad at anything. I believe we have our certain things that we're amazingly good at, though. But the fact that, like, if you're crappy at something and you take the time to put into it to actually get better at it, then you're, you You know... You can be good at anything. Exactly. And that's how I try to live life. I mean, I've played sports, I've surfed, I've skated, I've snowboarded, I've traveled to do all this stuff, too. I mean, like, being well-rounded like that is, it's awesome. There are some people that feel like they... You know, I mean, obviously, are super talented at something, but it's weird to see someone super talented at something and then completely hate it. Like, if you are good, really good at assembling IKEA furniture, but you hate fucking building furniture, <laughs> like that's like Stephen Hawking's being the smartest guy in the world, but being put into a body that does not work or function with him. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's like I'm gonna. God gave you like uh like an ironic roll of the dice, man. Which is sucky to think about, but it's like it there is. are probably so many people out there like that. But I, yeah, that is that's just hard to. I think you're getting the vibe of this podcast is how it's just a bunch of random tangents into one. It is, and yeah. it's, it's it's hard to wrap your head around, but it's it's fun too at the same time. A lot of times, like I. I in one of my podcasts, we came down to the conclusion that it's like a fortune cookie. We either break down to the mystery of the person or the mm-hmm. mystery of just life in general. And like, really, it's just me. It's the ramblings of a of a madman in a way because like <laughs> I'm just going off like on different things. Like I'm just trying to, you know, bring stuff to light that you might have an opinion on that I would like to hear. It's it's pretty cool because. At this age, I realized everyone's got a nice little story. Mm-hmm. You know, I talk about how 
I try and get people on the podcast. It's really, really <clears throat> difficult, too. And I understand, too, like, people have other things they want to do. And obviously, when you throw out the word podcast, not too many people are like, what is that? Like, you know, what what is about, like, mm-hmm. certain topics or someone already knows what it's about. This one's just shooting the shit. Like, literally, that's why it's called Out of the Blank. We're literally yeah. pulling, uh, you know, shit out of the blank. Like, I'm that's, just... It's any, awesome. Anything that we can think of, like... It could lead to aliens. It could lead to favorite movie subjects, you know. Uh, what goes back to, what's your passion? Like, what's your passion? What What do you, you don't see yourself doing, obviously, hotel for the rest of your life. And I know you cut grass and do that, which is, that's a fucking terrible thing in itself. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry, it if you've sucks. ever cut grass before, I mean, if anybody knows, you got, you're, it's always wearing blue jeans. I wore shorts one time and that was the worst thing. I was weed whacking. Jesus. Yeah, you, I mean, after a little bit, you get used to it. Like, I started wearing uh, pants uh, all the time just because, yeah. like, you, you, when you're doing it, you're edging, it's it's throwing rocks up, hitting your shins, you're coming home bloody all the time. Well, plus you're not 12 but, anymore. I feel like once you, like, if you're not skating or doing some type of ocean activity where you, shorts are, like, you need the comfort of shorts, just mm-hmm. wear pants, man. I don't really want to see, you know, some people's legs are not the best to look at. Yeah, especially after that job. Yeah, exactly. You got cut up legs. Someone's like, "What? What? Do you, do you just like? Do you just shave like constantly with the razors and just a bare razor to your leg?" Yeah. Yep. I, it's a doll razor too. Yeah, there you go. It's it, barber wire. <laughs> yeah, damn. But um, it's it's it, it's cool because like, yeah. Well, go back to your passion thing because I want to hear this. Um, yeah, like, the grass-cutting thing, it's awesome to do. It's, I mean... It's not exactly hard. It's not hard. That's the the great part about it. Like, you can just go out by yourself, throw some headphones in, go out to... But uh, what I really love doing is, uh, I mean, I love music. I'm not 100% the best at it. I'm not... I don't know, like, the theory behind playing and all like that. I've taught myself kind of by just listening. And YouTube and sound. Yeah, watching YouTube, sounding it out, just, like by the minimum chords I know and just hoping a song works with those chords that I do know. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I, I one day I want to go into like doing the vocal classes and I tried uh, piano class once, but it's just so time consuming. And uh, like when you're trying to do something for a passion, like you have to put all your time. Oh, for real. Yeah. And when you work so much around here because it's so expensive to live around here, it's hard to find that time to put into just throwing yourself into it. You know what I mean? It's 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 hard when it comes to um, really chasing anything down that you really really want to do. But if I feel like if it's so important to you, you try your best to make time for it. Whether it's you know cutting out a certain thing or doing something or missing something just to go towards it. It's the same thing I was working out. You know, it was a passion for me going every day for six years. It's like you, you you find ways to be like avoid certain things or cut out certain things, whether it's like a family thing or something like, you know, you're going out to dinner or something like I got to do this. I got to do that. You know, you got to get it in. And it's like in that way, it's a stress relief. You know, it's 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 a healthy stress relief in some ways. And then it's also detrimental when it comes to like taking a toll on your body going every day. But it's like. Shit, man, like, you gotta understand, like, when you're chasing after something, and it's so difficult to do, a lot of people just give up on their passions, especially, like, when they're older, like, if you can relate it to, like, 
your grandparents, if they've ever had a passion that they never pursued because they were fighting in the army or they had somewhere they had to go and then they had to come home and take care of the family because the dad died or someone, they had to become the male figure in the family. They were the oldest sibling. They had to take care of everyone, work two jobs and put food on the table and stuff like that. It's yeah. like there are certain people that weren't given that chance. And a lot of kids are given chances now to go chase after their goals and they don't even like they don't even get near anywhere close to it because they're just getting lazy like oh that's that's stupid i don't want to do it yeah it's childhood first of all i know a woman that's a professional women's champion arm wrestler okay don't tell me any childhood dream or whatever that's a childhood dream basically you know you tell your parents that they kind of look at you like an idiot but like if she did it like it's, yeah, it's something awesome. out there if you want to be an astronaut be an astronaut it's not nobody's stopping you from doing it or like you know, if you put in the effort for something, you can 100% make anything possible. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, definitely. You want to be an OJ, you know, be an OJ. And by OJ, I mean make a bunch of good <laughs> movies. Don't kill anybody. <laughs> yeah, I just started to wonder where you're going with that one. <laughs> he was in the Naked Gun. No one knew about it. You ever seen Naked Gun? It's literally like scary movie. Mm -mm. You've never seen scary movie? I've seen scary movie. I've never seen You ever Naked seen Gun. superhero movie? No. You've never seen superhero movie with Drake Parker, the guy that played in Drake and Josh. I know who it is. I have not. Kevin Hart's in it. You're missing out, dude. It's like really? epic movie and all those types okay. of movies. Well, um, it Naked Guns like a older version of that. Like they're having, he's having. It's Frank. His name's Frank. Uh, whatever is is the main guy. It's this old white dude, and um, there he's about to get uh sexual with this girl and like she's like you gotta you got protection he goes yeah and they're wearing full body condoms i mean full like latexed up and just like laying on top of each other <laughs> it's the funniest stuff but it's older style comedy came out like probably when you're like our parents were our age and it's like it was just so funny to see that and it's like it makes me think of tv shows like family guy stuff that's only relative to this time period like yeah if you watch spongebob or something that that traveled with the new history, like it, the newer episodes came out, it related to more of a wider, op, mm -hmm. like newer audience. So all the future generations were able to understand it. You look at something like Johnny Bravo, something that we can barely grasp because that was just out of our reach in a way. And our parents look at that as like, that's the classic cartoons. You know what I mean? And yeah. We look at the stuff now and we're like, what are we watching on TV? Like, what is this junk? Yeah. I was watching, um, I can't remember. I think it was my girlfriend's, uh, little girls and um they're watching this show and i just i couldn't imagine what like the car like we used to watch i used to watch uh stuff like hey arnold and rocket power yeah, was man. my favorite woogity, 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 woogity. yeah but now they got stuff uh what is kai caillou or something kai, like that? no caillou's an older one though that's is the it? bald white kid with the cat uh, I don't that's know. like arthur really you're not cool unless you have a library card I remember the Arthur, but yeah, that I don't was the shit Kaya. back in school. That made me want to get a library card. I still have one in my car. Really? Yeah. I don't ever read books, but you know, I, I like to think one day I will read a book. <laughs> I've never. I. I you can rent movies from the library, so I can't diss it a hundred percent. They got some good ones. I watched all the Takens from the That's library. That's the only reason I have a library card was because they had the movie option. Well, now there's Netflix. You don't need. Yeah. Netflix true. is eliminating everything that's viable. We're not going to have movie stores anymore. I miss that, man. Going into Berlin and skating the down rental? the street and going to that movie rentals and picking up the sour airheads or the cheese fries or the hot fries. Those are formative <laughs> moments in your childhood. And kids are not going to experience that sooner or later. It's going to be like, 
want to go over to my house and watch Netflix? It's like, unless you're banging a girl, I don't see the whole point aspect of going to Netflix. Don't you want to skate down to the store with your friends? There's a different thing you get about actually like going on a field trip. You know, like the middle school kids just did a VR trip to Anne Frank's house. Okay, now they don't, every generation that's coming up in the high school all has tablets. All the kids have assigned tablets to themselves. There's no Is more textbooks. a virtual reality field Vir trip? A virtual reality field trip to Anne Frank's house. It eliminates the whole need to even take the kids on a field trip. It's a good way, like I said before, it's a good way where you can make sure all the, your ducks are in a row. You're not losing any kids. Like little Timmy wandered off to go get a drink and next thing you know he's missing on the back of a milk carton. But yeah. at the same time, like, you're missing the aspect of getting up early as shit, knowing that you got a field trip to go to, you're all pumped, you get on that bus, there's always that one kid that's got a shit halfway up the ride, <laughs> and then, um, you know, like, you were ready, like, and there was always those couple of kids that, like, forgot their permission slip in their book bag, and they're sitting in the back of the class with, like, the substitute teacher, and the subs are just looking at you, like, couldn't afford the ticket, could you? And you're like, shut up, I left it in my book bag. <laughs> and all the other classes flicking you off while they're walking down the thing, like, ah, he's stuck in class by himself, they're like, fuck you, we get to have our phones out and do what we want, you know? It's, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I, I loved going on field trips. I remember going to, like, the, the, what, the error one, where the, you have, like, the fights, the flight simulators, and you can, yeah. like, get in and control that. That I remember shit was scary. I met one of my best friends in the line to go there. It was like it was five minutes before we were leaving the field trip, and I haven't been on yet, and uh, I didn't have a partner to get on. And uh, this other kid just jumped on with me. We, we had a pocket full of change, and we were flipping around this machine. We were cussing up a storm. All the teachers are outside the, the ride. We had no idea they could hear us. We get outside, and they, we both get in trouble for it. And we, we ended up becoming best friends. See, formative moment, man. You can't do that anymore. That's where, yeah. like, everyone meets their friends over Xbox or something. I mean, that is also a, a good way to connect with someone. I have a friend from Wisconsin that I have never met in my entire life. I've known him for 10 years. He shares all my podcasts, likes all my videos. I know what he looks like. He has my Snapchat. We text. We call. He invited <laughs> me to his wedding. I've never met this guy. But it was funny because I was like, is this ridiculous? I was like, I invited him down because I want a podcast with him. His name is Kelly Silvers. And I'm like, sounds like a badass name. He's a badass dude. He works at Subway. <laughs> he just sick. sends pictures. He's like, this guy was a dick. Should I wash my hands before I make his sandwich? I was like, no, I just don't. You know, like <laughs> it's funny shit like that. But it's like, it, he's in Wisconsin. I know his whole family, but I've never met this man before. And I'm like, dude, I will empty my bank account to fly you down here. And he's like, I'll make a trip one day. I'm like, you're coming this summer, and we're gonna podcast. He's like, you want to do it over the phone? No, 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 no. This is a face-to-face -face moment. This is a moment like there was a picture on the internet where it was two dads um, that have that were playing Xbox for ten years with each other, never met, and then they became best friends when they finally met. And now they hang out all the time. And it's like, holy shit, that's our story, man. Like, it's crazy to think that that can connect people. But at the same time, you don't want to lose the aspect of going on a field trip. We've all been on those field trips, whether it's to like an aquarium or something, and you know, it's. It's it's something that you need to experience when you're a kid. Even though I always had the leash on me where I couldn't go real far. But there was a couple of times, like I think the one time I went with my grandma, there's a photo of it. It was the art museum in Washington, D.C. Old tribal mask, like giant golden mask. I mean, it, it apparently it was, it's apparently priceless art or something. I don't know. 
<laughs> at the time, I was like, it's it's a freaking mask. I could I, could, I made that in third grade. Right. We and, got um, 3D printers that can make that yeah, in 10 seconds. I literally stuck my head in the thing, and I had really curly mop hair back then. Stuck it right in the thing's nose like a Q-tip and started spinning around like that, trying to do that. They got a photo of it. It's a family photo of me and my brother right beside it or whatever. My grandma thought it was hilarious. I got in so much trouble. I got an ISS when I got back. I got all this stuff. In school suspension, wow. man, for just that. For, just for messing with that. And my grandma was like, I'm not upset at you. Like, what the hell? Like, it was funny. I took a photo of it, and it hangs in our house. Like, for real. Like, <laughs> it was like... Proud now, is that a bad grandparent, or is that just like, that's a ridiculous thing to get a, te- a teacher to get mad at? I mean, it is. It is ridiculous. I mean, I think anything nowadays has gone to the point where everything's at extremes now. They just put a, a 10-year-old in, um, I think it was like a year ago or something, in an article. Um, they put a 10-year-old in handcuffs for stealing uh, candy off a teacher's desk. Off a teacher's desk! Now, it was, a, it was a, the security guard at the school. Now, okay, really, how far are you to take your job, Paul Blart? Really, yeah, your I job mean, that I, seriously? And that's that's humiliating when the kid's in school too. So, like, but it was like all you're doing is creating more problems for that person. Exactly, but everyone was like, "Is it a scared straight thing, or are you trying to scare him not to do it again?" You don't put fucking handcuffs on a ten year old. Yeah, I mean, not at all. Joe Rogan talked about. It. He's like, you don't put handcuffs on a ten year old. Just you don't do that. There's a difference between if, you know, it's a foreign guy at a store telling you, you arrest her, you arrest her, you know, you have to, that's a law, it's a law, okay, and the cop does it and lets you go right outside when you get outside. It's like, yeah. you understand not to do it again, obviously. There's certain moments we've all had, whether in our youth, where we're like, oh shit, they're going to call our parents, we're in major trouble, and you're actually, like, scared shitless. And once you turn 18, you're like, fuck, if I get caught now, I'm going to jail, like, that's happening, I'm an adult, yeah, there's no more, hey, we're going to call your parents to sit you down. Yeah, I mean, I, I've listened to my dad's stories back in the day where, uh, I hate to say it <laughs> on this, but uh, he's up in a tree in Berlin, right? And uh, throws a water balloon at a cop car and it, it hits the cop. Do they really do anything back then? No, they, they, they're upset, they cuss the kids out, they go about their day. Now, if you throw a water balloon at a cop and hit him, you're in. You're 100 in jail. I did that in Ocean Pines when I was 13 years old. I threw. We were throwing water balloons at night across the street. And I understand the dangerous. It was a stupid thing for kids to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a point, but this cop went ham. Like he's a. I mean, he was had to be pissed off and just wanted something to do. Took us down to the station. Like I mean, he was fingerprinting us, all that stuff. Called our parents and like it was. A, it wasn't even that late. It was like nine or something, and um. Yeah, we were all bummed out and everything and upset, but we knew what we did. We fucked up. We understood. But he took it real far. Like, he was going to press charges. He was going to do a bunch of stuff. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, people don't have a cool anymore. And then this cop comes out, and he, like, got uh, caught for being racist or something like that. Like, mistreating, um, doing something uh, to some colored person or something. Uh, like, arrested him for no apparent reason just for walking down the street or something. Or something... There was a call in the area about some kid with an airsoft gun. It was something like that. Mm-hmm. And the kid, he just randomly found, like, a black person and arrested him. And it just assumed it was... Yeah, and that guy got fired. Like, you understand? I mean, I understand the, uh, the, the, you know, the amount cops have to go through on a daily basis, whether it's someone pulling a gun out and going to that, but... There are some cops that are not fit for the job. Like, yeah, I mean, you have to that... take the good with the bad. I mean, you chose that job for a reason. What I don't like about our system is the fact that we have police that they'll go as far as getting gold, like, 90s minivans 
and they're, they're, as far as undercover wise, you go to another country, every one of the cops is in fluorescent colors because they're there to help and direct. Where we have cops that will hide in like plain clothes, hide in plain cars, and they, they'll try to set you up. You know the one security place I find that actually takes stuff way, way, way too far? What's that? Walmart. <laughs> yeah. They... I get handcuffed by that guy. <laughs> they handcuffed my buddy for stealing or taking $1 fish tubing. My buddy bought a bunch of it for our pond, for mm-hmm. the air thing. All of it had holes in it when he got it. All of it when it worked. He's like, I can't fucking use this. Like, it wouldn't, the air wouldn't go through because it had too many holes in it. Yeah. So he's like, I'm just taking this. This is a dollar. I'm taking this. Like, this is happening. And, um, dude freaking following them all around the store, like, undercover, like, sneaking around the corner. Dude, I'd go in there now. I act sketchy on purpose just so I can point out the guy. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I might, I, I think I'm going to get this. And like, you know, put it in the cart and then I'll like walk away and I'll grab something else. And I'll grab a different cart and keep that item in the cart and like just <laughs> fuck with them. And like, I can tell him like, dude, you're really bad at your job. He goes, what? I'm like, dude, you've been following me. I can tell because I just went from going to the game section, to the deodorant section, to the clothes section. Is it section, that bald to... guy? Yeah. He's, yeah, he follows me fucking Glenn. <laughs> Fucking Glenn is his name. Yo, you know him, though. Yeah, well, he's the one that arrested my buddy, so I knew, yeah. <laughs> I sat out in my car at three hours at Walmart while my buddy had to wait for his mom to come down and get him. Wow. Yeah, my mom was, or his mom was like, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that guy's an asshole. I mean, like, I've I've gone in there and walked towards the electronics. Um, when you walk in that, uh, that left side door, um, away from the food area. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like towards the medicine side. And he was sitting right there at the door. I walked in. He immediately started following me. So I started grabbing things, just like what you were doing. And then I looked, I turned and I questioned him. And he tried telling me, like, he, oh, I don't work here, blah, 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 blah. Like, why are you trying to get people in trouble? Like, a lot of, a lot of people are really bad at that job. Like, it's, uh, what is it, secure services or something? It's, um, some has some type of weird name for it but there's videos on facebook of people quitting that do security because they say they caught a person and the person wasn't doing anything and then they sit there and try and handcuff the person and go really really far into their job they're not allowed to do anything anymore people are ready to sue over anything and that's a good good thing to do and a bad thing to do but at the same time like if someone's actually like taking like a lot of shit you know what i mean but what's the stop you know, you, you from choosing your better judgment. If you see a mom taking diapers, stealing diapers, what would you do in that situation? Yeah, I mean, that's a, I, I would look the other way. That's kind of like a... I mean, you gotta understand, people like... People have hard times. And a lot of people are but that's still breaking the law. It's like, who made laws, though? Yeah. Who made... Who knows this person's life, like, what they have to go through I mean, we're day. still following laws and rules that are basically like word of god from just a couple hundred years ago people that like you know three basically basically three people ago like joe rogan has the bit like you know america was founded basically three or four people ago like think if a person lives a hundred years yeah that's true like we're, we are young we're fault our whole structured system is based off of other people's notions of what we should do people that wrote stuff down on a fucking feather yeah, that's what I was. I was at work yesterday, and there it was when uh, Trump was declaring this state of emergency and all this, and they're talking about the Constitution and um, how he's not following it. Well, why should he? Like, why should he follow the Constitution that was written so long ago? 
when we don't even have any of the same laws. Like, times have changed now completely. So why don't they change the book? It's the same thing with um, dealing with uh, mental illness. The same stuff that diagnoses mental illness. All that stuff was developed 50, 60 years ago. Way out of date. And we're still using it today to, like, basically to put someone, like, should they be incarcerated for even longer. You know, we're using it for, um, depending on someone, it's called the psychopath test. It's basically developed as a questionnaire. You score, like, a scale, a certain number on the test. It tells you if you have a certain tendency to be a psychopath. Like, you're, it, how often are you going to freak out in a store is basically the thing. I gotcha. And um, it can stop people if they use it in their job hiring process. In a good way, it's good to know if someone, you know, is crazy and you have them work at the front desk, you might want to move Jimmy to the back, you know, where he's mopping or doing something else that's a little bit less, you know... Stressful. Triggerful when it yeah. comes to, like, you don't want to, you know, I feel like... It, Half those people need to take the test at McDonald's when I go to ask for a freaking ice cream or something. The machine's broke. How long has the damn machine been broke? It's been two years. Just fix the shit. It's the same thing with the Royal Farms chicken. They told me they were out of chicken at 2 p.m. You're not going to put any more chicken on? Yeah. No, I don't feel like it. I can give you tenders. I bought a, I mean, a, a French fries. I'm like, I'm fine with their French fries. But, yeah, they're good. Yeah, but... I ordered a chicken tender meal, and you're telling me you can't give me the tenders for my meal, you can just give me the fries? Well, fuck it, I'm just going to pay for the fries. Like, yeah. <laughs> throw an extra biscuit in there or something. I just don't understand why they won't. They, they, they'll do it a lot when, uh, even in the mornings. Like, uh, if they'll stop putting food on at, like, 11. Why? You know, bars let out at what time, and everybody wants food. What's the one thing you're going to actually talk to my buddy Chris Burt, who's just um, deputy sheriff? I was like, what do you, where's the best place to sit and just catch drunk people? There's Taco Bell. Go to Taco Bell at 2, 3 in the morning or go to Wawa. Mm -hmm. What's the one thing you want when you're drunk? Food. You Food. The munchies. That's why this Taco Bell stays open. Taco Bell's like, we're here for stoners and we're here for, you know, the drunk people. Because, you know, it's fucking, it's 2 a.m. I want a taco. And Taco Bell does it right because they're attached to KFC too. So you got variety. You got fried chicken. <laughs> you want something greasy that's going to make you regret it in the morning. But at that night time, that's what the one thing you're craving. Oh, it's yeah. like going to Denny's or something. What's a better feeling than getting super fucked up and then going down to a restaurant with your, bo your boys? Freaking ordering. Just causing mayhem. Yeah, basically. <laughs> dumping syrup on everything. Just like Theo Vaughn says about Denny's, where you get stuck to the table. I feel like people just dump syrup on the table, and then they wipe it down without, like, any spray. So they're just wiping down the syrup, so you end up getting stuck there. <laughs> yeah, I did not have feet. Uh, I worked at so many brunch places that it's, the syrup is, like, it's impossible. Out of all the jobs you've had, what's the one that you love the most? Love the most. Um, that's hard. Uh it, it's kind of really not the job, it's really the people you're around. Yeah, you know what I'm the saying? environment. Um, working with Lawnmasters was kind of awesome. Uh, the grass cutting company. Mm -hmm. um, I went to school with everybody that worked there. So, I mean, I kind of grew up with everybody. So we knew each other on a personal level. Um, a couple of us played sports together. Um, so I think that was probably my favorite job, was just going out and cutting grass with all my friends. And then, like, deciding what we wanted to do right afterwards. So if we wanted to go surfing, or if we wanted to go skate, or if we wanted to go smoke, and just relax. Now, what's your worst job you think you've ever had? Uh, 
honestly, not because of the place, but Phillips was probably one of my hardest. I was 14 working in a place that college guys worked at. Um, Bussing there was really hard. Because, kind of felt like you were bossed around in a way. Yeah, like I was I was the go-to bitch boy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like clean this shit up. Yep. Uh, big parties came in, 21 people. They called these things called the bombs. You get these big metal trays. You have to carry everything over your head. Uh, glass cups. I mean, you're and you're not you're not allowed to leave trash on a table. And you have to get it all in one scoop. So mm-hmm. I mean, you're putting like 20 something cups on top of this tray, wrapping silverware around them, putting the plates on top of the cups that are already stacked. And putting all the crab paper on top of that, and then having to carry it to a buffet. Now, working at a restaurant business, have you ever seen anybody fuck with someone's food? Because I asked this to someone that's been in a multiple like waiter scenarios, and he's told me he's never seen it before. But I'm like, I don't believe that that's not out there. I I I feel like it is out there. Um, luckily, I've honestly haven't seen it either. But I'm also usually the guy cleaning up everything Yeah. after everybody's done. So, like, I don't really have to mess with... Is it weird to see or, like, kind of think about the chain reaction that happens in a restaurant? Like, the waiters take care of their busboy if they want their table cleaned. And if the, they don't take care of their busboy, their busboy's not going to worry that much about their table. You know yeah. what I mean? It depends on how you take pride in your job. Like, you know, being, like, working in housekeeping, the houseman takes care of the housekeeper depending on if, like... The priority of the person, whether they like the person or whether they're getting tipped by the person. You know, if the person yeah. tosses them a couple bucks for a drink or something, they're going to worry about stripping their rooms and getting their rooms done before the other ones. You know what I mean? It's weird to see that in a restaurant, how, like, you want to be nice to... It's, have you ever seen the movie Still Waiting with Ryan Reynolds and all them? That's what the, basically what I'm getting <laughs> to. You know, you're nice to the chefs. They get your food out on time. Yeah. They make sure your food's prepared. You go in there, you know, being a dick, you know, not tipping them or not helping them out or being like leveling with them, smoking a cigarette outside with them or something. They're not going to make sure your food's out in time. They're going to worry about you last over someone else. And it's hard to think of that because when you watch Hell's Kitchen, you're seeing just like the business kind of side of it, like trying to get the business to run right. But there are so many factors when it comes to crew. You don't want to be the GM. You want to have basically two GMs. You want to have one manager that's kind of the dick. Yeah. kind of gets stuff rolling, kicks boots in the gear, make sure everyone's not too comfortable. Then you want the guy to kind of come in and level you down, kind of bring you to the a good cop, bad cop role. Yeah, it's yeah, gotta, yeah. It's, but yeah, we it's have nice. to have that in like so many jobs in society too, except a lot like serving jobs. If you're going to Starbucks, you can't have a good cop, bad cop person. You can't have one person <laughs> like, can I get a double caramel macchiato, sugar blitz, cream pie, cherry soda shake? And they're like, yeah, fuck you <laughs> and you get the person that's like can i get a uh, double shot of espresso with mocha did you want a frappuccino spritz in there oh sure yeah bam bam gives you that extra double pump you're like that's fucking god yeah that, that, i mean but that's everywhere too but it's it, if you look what's the one thing that probably brings that out in them that little jar that sits on the counter that says yeah, true. tips tip jar they do it for the tips and then some days you have a bad day you're like fuck it i don't care if you tip me or not what are you going to tip me a dollar? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, the change. you giving me 35 cents. <laughs> Take that dollar and shove it up I'm, the ace. I'd almost not want that tip jar because I feel like it's almost like an insult just getting 25 cents sometimes. You don't wouldn't want to... I mean... It's nice when you get like the big money, but... You got to look at it in both ways, though, because you got to be like, how much does this person have on them? 
Yeah, true. You know? How do you think those Salvation Army people feel? Ringing that fucking bell outside. And we're just <laughs> yeah. walking by. Sorry, I only pay with card. Well, tip your card in here and give me your freaking passcode. <laughs> put up a that's one dollar. That's a rough job too, because they'll be out there when it's negative five degrees out, and they're still ringing that bell. I don't, I don't like it. I, I I don't like it either. I don't like the fact that they make you feel bad. The same thing with the Girl Scout cookies. Right by the Walmart door. <laughs> the Girl Scout cookies, when you're walking out, they don't say shit to you on the way in. No, it's when you're on the way out. out. Girl Scout cookies, I'm like, how much are they? $15 a box? We're trying to go on this trip. I'm like, what the fuck? You want me to buy $15 a box for Thin Mints when I can go in Walmart and buy one time? Why don't you ask me before I go in and I spend all my money? And then when I go out, I'm like, I literally don't have any money left. I'm a college student. <laughs> I'm living off ramen noodles. And they're like, oh, well, you don't have any money to tip us? And they're like, well, thanks. Now how are we going to go on our trip? I don't know. Lower your damn prices of Krispy Kreme chicken, whatever the hell you're selling. <laughs> or go to a retirement home and sell them because the old people will always pay. Find a money. cheaper place to take a field trip. <laughs> God damn, I'm not sending your ass to Bush Gardens. What have you fucking done for me? Send me to Bush Gardens, shit. Yeah, that is really bad because they'll put like six girls and they'll make it look so sad too. They always get the small sweet ones in there mm -hmm. and then sometimes they bring their little sibling. Or they'll bring the mom, and the mom's, like, all into it, and the kids are just sitting there on their phones. And I'm like, I feel like the mom's getting all the benefit from this going to Bush Garden. <laughs> yeah, they get the time away from the kid. It's the same uh. thing probably when you work in, like, an office, and then some dude's kid's selling, like, candy bars or something. You want to buy a box of my kid's candy bars? I'm sorry, man, I'm good. And like, I don't eat candy. And the guy's like, oh, you can't really help my kid. Just buy a box, man. It's like, dude, I'm diabetic. You want me to die? Yeah, they yeah. try to guilt trip you really bad. It's like shit. It's like that stuff's crazy. But I mean, that's how I think society is in general. We're always trying to shovel and guilt people, and it's like the SPCA commercial. Yeah, never. They don't. They didn't make that to make you feel good. They made that commercial to make you feel like shit. When Which you're, one is that? In the arms. Oh, the Sarah McLaughlin. She is. I think. She, I feel like she's the most hated woman. Now. You know what's funny is we'll donate to a dog to save a dog's life. We won't donate to go save a freaking kid. If you see two commercials, SPCA, with the crying dog, looks like it just got beat, and the cat, it's all shaking and stuff, and you see an African child doing the same thing, who are you going to donate to? Yeah, but Don't lie, you're throwing the quarter or anything yeah. sense you got towards the dog. <laughs> it's messed up how that commercial's more sad, and then Sarah McLaughlin tries to be like, these kids are starving in Africa, and you tell she's like, but I want you to donate to the fucking dogs before them. I'm like, but little, little, uh, Click click needs his freaking uh, two pe two what two pennies a day or something. Yeah, it's um, something stupid too. But like, and you have those two pennies. You're like, yeah, Do I have you to don't know those two pennies in. The stamp costs more than that. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, that's horrible. But it's so true. You know, we'll like, we'll save a freaking we'll rescue a whale or a dolphin and get a certificate, not even knowing if that's the thing. But when it comes to saving children, we just don't give. Them. See, I feel like another hard thing about the children thing is. Um, you're giving money and you never see these like kids. You, you never see what they actually get handed. There's this girl that um goes to my gym. She's a teacher. She just went down to Kenya on a peace thing for like. She won't be back until like late March. I want to get her on my podcast. That's but um, interesting. she's going down there to help out the children. It's like, damn, she's gonna experience the whole world in a whole new way. Like you don't even understand going to 
it's much like when you take a trip to New York or when you take a trip somewhere else, like out of state or something from where you live and where you're comfortable, it's a completely different vibe. Okay. Either sometimes your accent even changes. I was in Hawaii. My cousins live up there. They speak pidgin. I don't know if you know what pidgin is. It's like Jamaican mixed with like stoner mixed with like American. Like my grandma asks, are you hungry? My cousin goes, I'm full on aloha, thank you. You're like, what? And he goes, I'm full on aloha, thank you. And I'm like, what did you just say? Half the time he's talking, I'm like, dude, you got slow. They chop their words down like words like phonics. <laughs> that, that, that would be hard to understand. And I'm like, dude, for the longest time, I couldn't understand a word he was saying. I was like, how am I going to understand? I can't, he's my age, you know? And he's got a whole different vibe for me. It's much like the way it's culturally being culturally influenced, I guess you could say. Like by your environment, we see different religions. People wear different clothing. You know, we make fun of the dude with the turban on that's in the middle of an airport or something. And he's the guy that gets checked by the TSA, racial profiling. And then we look at the Indian people with the dot on their forehead. And that's like, look at that person. They got fucking jewelry in their head. It's like, what's the difference from you having a pierced ear? Yeah, that is very true. Everybody wears crosses around their neck. They put the dot on their head. Yeah. And then, like, if we see someone grab, like, a wine glass or a drink in a certain way and, like, it's all fancy like this, you know, that guy must be from fucking England. He's yeah, fancy. they're rich as shit. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, when we, we, we act like we're so good as Americans, but then when we want to act like we want if we act like we're trying to be fancy, what's the one accent we go to? British. Exactly. If we think we're so high and mighty, why aren't we doing our own voices? <laughs> I'm making you think, dude. It makes you think like we just took like a giant bong hit before we started the podcast. <laughs> right. I'm just bringing stuff into light, dude. It's like stuff I'm like questioning. I'm like, is anybody else noticing this shit? Like, there's the savages that put ranch on pizza. There's the savages that... Don't tell me you do that. I don't do that. You don't put ketchup on your eggs either? I do do that. You fucking... I mean, that's Are you just, from Baltimore? I'm from here. I've been born and raised around yeah, here. I know. Too many Baltimore people do that. But I it's feel like, like it's an East Coast thing. Your tastes change. Your, you know, wherever you're from, someone's got different tastes. You know, they just there's a whole brand of uh, Doritos or lace chips that are um, the flavor profile is based on where that area is from. Like Baltimore, Maryland has crab style lace chips. Um, Maine has lobster style chips. Like it's lobster or lobster roll something, something that's a popular dish down there. Everyone's got their own thing. I think it's like. Florida's got some type of uh, potato bacon uh, cheese bowl or something like. Damn, these chips sound good though. All yeah, but <laughs> they they sell them in the stores down there. Mm. Like it's the most popular thing, and it's like w- their tastes are different. You know, it's like when you travel somewhere. Like if you come go to Hawaii and you're used to living in the cold, you're freaking walking around naked up there because you're like it's so damn hot. Yeah. How do people function? Those guys like. After two weeks, they end up putting on, like, a sweater or going, like, they just, their body adapts. Yeah, like, uh, I went to, when I was in the military, I, I went to Texas um, during Halloween. So, like, it was just in the cold beginnings here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got there. It was still, like, the 100 degrees days. What were you in the military for? Uh, airborne Mission system Specialist. Kind of like, uh, I was just computer, radar, and uh, radio operator and repair. Uh, for airborne, for the planes. 
So you had to like navigate where they went and stuff? Uh, I wasn't really navigating. I just, um, I sat, I sat behind a desk on a plane, made sure all the computers were running right. Um, made sure the radios worked, uh, made sure the radar was spinning. It wasn't, wasn't really too much. It was, that sounds uh, like it's complicated, though. It was. The way it you was, explained the definition of the job, basically. I honestly, I didn't. I didn't make it through that, uh, that course. It was a hard job. Um, it's Geek Squad for the military. So I mean, it's complicated. Uh, with that job, you got handed pamphlets uh, every week. It was like almost three hundred pages, and you got tested at the end of the week. Well, it's with that type of stuff. Technology is probably one of, in my opinion, is a really hard job to follow. It's much like with dealing with the public. There's so many new things that can happen. There, you're constantly learning it, 100 percent and everything. Like uh, the new technology coming out, all the people that have like a technology store, technology job stuff, where they have to fix technology, they have to constantly be researching and studying and you know learning on the job in a way. Same thing when you deal with Mediacom. I've talked about this before. I give Mediacom so much shit, mostly because our we live in Ocean Pines, so our internet's out like all the freaking time, and it's the only service we get out here is that one service. And like those guys are learning on the spot. I do feel bad because like it's the same thing when you're dealing with customer service on the phone. Like you're dealing with that guy. Like, did you plug it in? Did you do all this? And like, those guys, that's probably like the highest job. People either kill themselves or shoot up a store, man. Yeah, the amount but, of idiots they have to deal with. Yeah, it is hard because like we we look at them like they're being assholes to us, but like to think like the basic people they really have to deal with. Is Imagine insane. if I came up to you every single day and was like, "Hey, how do I plug this in?" And you're telling me every day you just gotta put it in the wall. Put it in the, the wall. Is it on? Is the light up. on? Is the light on? Imagine saying that over and over again. As soon as they cuss you out and they're like, "Yeah, the fucking lights on," it's like, "Okay," you just, they just hang up. But as soon as you cuss, they, they, that's when they can hang up. They have to stay on the line with you the whole time until you give them anything like that. They can put you on hold. I'll sit on hold for three hours. I've done it before. And then I accidentally said the F word and I had to wait another three hours to be on there. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Really? I dealt with Verizon's phone service. Dude, I the last time I got a new phone, I upgraded to like a 7 Plus, which is what I have now from a really crappy phone because my phone stopped working. Apple does the updates where, like, if you don't update your phone or do something like that, your phone lasts a certain amount of time, and then Apple's like, it's not going to work anymore. Yeah, like, it'll work fine, and that day, it's like, oh, your phone's like, oh, my phone doesn't work anymore. (laughs) Nothing happened to it. I slept all day, and next thing you know, I woke up, my phone wasn't working. But I went to Verizon. Dude, I'm telling you, man, the one in here, the one up here, I'm not calling them out or anything. I'm not going to say where we live, or I already said it, but hey. No, but um, (laughs) I walked in there. The guy was super nice helping me out. Got me on this new phone. I spent $400 on this new phone. Got everything like that. I was like all set. Like, all right, let's go. Freaking, they can't activate it. We mean can't activate it. It's going to be 24 hours. Uh, this is the day before Thanksgiving. They're not open the next day. I need my phone. Like, it's got to happen. You can't be a day without your phone. And you already shut off your old one? Well, yeah, and I decided to go a whole day without, two days basically without my phone because I had to wait till the day after Thanksgiving. I go in there, finally get it activated. I leave the store, get in there, no service, nothing, no chip, no contacts, nothing. Dude didn't activate it all the way. He sold me the phone, bought a $400 phone, doesn't work. Had to bring it back. Dude, I was in there six hours dealing with this. 
And they're like, all right, you're all set to go. You're good to go. Put it in the box. And they gave it to me. I'm like, can I fucking test it before I leave? I start leaving. I run into my old boss's wife who works there. Mm -hmm. Let me see your phone. Oh, they didn't do this. It's not activated right. The guy ended up just giving up on me and giving me the phone and kicking me out, basically. And the, she helped me and got my phone set up. I'm like, thank you for taking the time. Like, yeah, these people don't care. I'm like, it's that job where they have that position of power that they can, it's like having a plumber or something. Like, they control the fucking power unless you know how to do the, get your toilet, like, unclogged. Now, I'm not an idiot and I know how to unclog my toilet, but it's like, shit, dude. Like, when you have a job that, you know, when it comes to controlling the internet or doing something like that, Mediacom can shut off your internet whenever they want. Yeah. You don't pay your bills, bam, you're not getting internet. You know, you I mean, pay big your... companies are horrible like that though. It's it's there's they, they just want more money or it's either like they control everything. We'll be there from four to six. You end up wait or we'll be there from nine AM to ten. You end up they come up at like four PM, you're like, What the fuck you're supposed to be here? And it's always right when you leave or right when you're like, That's it, I'm going, I need to go get this done. I'm gonna come back in like ten minutes. I'm gonna go right down the street to food line and come back. Nope. They show up in that five minutes, leave a notice in your door. Sorry, we missed you. You son of a bitch. Yeah, what's that movie where, uh... I think you're talking about Grown Ups too. Where he yeah. waits for the grandmom to go to the bathroom <laughs> yeah. and he runs up to the door. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Oh, that part is amazing. But yeah, I'd be so pissed. Cause that See, is that's true. a funny movie because it had so many relatable experiences to how like people are. You're like, that's what makes it funny. Like, if you find a comedian that talks, like, the, what they're doing a lot now with the specials that are on Netflix, mm. they're cracking jokes for the environment that they're in. Gabriel Iglesias cracks jokes at Houston, the very first place he ever played live, played again eight years later. And he does a lot of the show, like, some certain part in Spanish, and then translate it for the people watching on Netflix. Because when you go, like, hey... We're in Houston, live at Houston, doing this type of stuff or doing that where you're playing at. If you mention the place's name, the audience feels like, oh my God, like you're relating to us. You're mentioning, you're getting a connection. It's much like with a musician when you hear on like a live track or something, you know, welcome San Diego. Yeah, you know you that, doing? and the audience screaming, it's like, oh, they're giving us a mention. You know, you're 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 connecting with the crowd, and like, where we talking about? We're gonna dive into the music passion of yours. It's like. Have you ever performed anywhere live besides playing on the boardwalk? Um, one time. Uh, when I was in the military, uh, there was a talent show. Um, I went in as a solo artist. Uh, it didn't work out for me because I got really nervous. I looked out and saw a couple thousand people in this auditorium. Man, freaked out. Started walking out. Well, I knew a person that was also in it as a solo. And uh, we had performed in the... what. We call it the smoke pit, where everybody smokes cigs uh, in between our dorms. And uh, so we ended up doing it together. And we ended up getting second place in it. Well, right on. Congratulations yeah, on that cool. one, man. But, like, do you, like, performing on the boardwalk? It's a way you can be more free. I know you do perform on the boardwalk. It's not like, because I've seen you a couple times on there. Yeah, I used to do it a lot there. What I like about on the boardwalk is, like, Nobody's really paying attention. They kind of if you if you catch if you catch a nice like tune that you like hearing, you know like yeah you you stop but otherwise like people just walk by. So I mean yeah, so it it's not like you're, your practice. You're, yeah, well, it's not like you're um if you get paid for a gig, you gotta entertain those people, and you're basically worried about if those people have a good time or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
But when you're playing on the boardwalk, you're open. You just have a hat or something out. Like, you want to tip money, go ahead. And, like, if you like it, tip it. Like, you know what I mean? If not, just keep walking. Yeah, keep walking. You don't have to There's another performer the next street down. Yeah, there's (laughs) puppets down the street. You know what I mean? Like A guy painting. A guy doing magic. Yeah, it's crazy. This this is a performance town in a way. Yeah, I love it here, dude. That's, uh, that's I'm looking for, for a, I'm definitely long. looking for a change of scenery just because I've been growing up here and living here too long. It's like, honestly, I don't go to the boardwalk anymore. I don't do any of that stuff anymore. But it's it's weird to see it during the winter time where it's completely dead, and this is like where all the locals kind of go out and thrive. And then you know the older people that don't skate or do something that like you can do when there's nobody around really. Like, if you're on the boardwalk during the summertime, good luck trying to skate. I mean, it's fun trying to swerve <laughs> around people and stuff, but, like, you can see many people with their, like, pissed off with their kids or riding bikes yeah. or in the way, like, standing in the middle of the street taking photos of their feet or something, and then you get run into horse shit from the cop on the horse that doesn't clean up his horse. Okay, we can't curse and we can't skate on the boardwalk, but they can freaking have horses poop on the boardwalk. What sense does that make? And what else sucks is, like, when you watch any movie, you see people riding bikes on the boardwalk and riding skateboards, and then they make it illegal, and then they want to put... they. I've heard Ocean City hires two, like, officers per street. You know, what's funny is I actually got stopped by a cop for skating on the street because he said you can't skate on the street until 4 o'clock in the morning. When I was, like, 15 years old, I was like, it's the street, man. I'm skating a back alley, like a street down from my house. I literally skated to 7-Eleven to get a Slurpee, and you're stopping me for getting home. I'm a kid. Did but you not ever go and do something like that? Yeah, but won't stop the bike that's going five miles an hour in the middle of the street. Yeah, and won't stop the freaking guys outside look like they're selling drugs or something. Like, you're really going to go after a kid that's skateboarding for this, and you're going to ticket me for this? You're going to give me cruising. a $50 ticket? Dude, you ever been a kid once? Okay, I'm pretty sure you probably did worse than I'm doing right now. So oh, let yeah, me just especially get this when they grew up home. during the 60s and 70s. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> let me just get this Slurpee home with this Ben and Jerry so I can eat and binge out on some video games. <laughs> right. That would be amazing. You know my life. Leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> God, you know I don't do shit. You know I don't have friends. Just let me go home. Yeah, look at my bag right now. Dude, all right. Have you ever been pulled over and just told the cop to give you a ticket before? This happened to me two years ago. I, it was like 1 o'clock in the morning, dude. I had to crap harder than anything <laughs> in the world. And I got pulled over for going like 10 over the speed limit. Dude, I told him when he walked up to the window, just give me the ticket. Here's my. I literally had my license registration everything out for him. Had the window down. I was like, I'm about to turn off the car. I'm about to get all this stuff going because I'm about to. I'm, I, just, I just need him to get over here. He takes like I mean, 15 minutes to get to my window. Slow rolling out of the car. Oh, I don't want light you to on stress. me and everything. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> and then he gets up to the window. I'm like, dude, here's my license. Here's like before he could even say license and registration. I handed it to him. I was like, look, man. I got to get home. I have to go. He's like, what do you mean you have to go? I was like, I have to ship. He looked at, flashed the light at me, gave me my stuff, let me go. I said, thank you so much. I was like, literally, just give me the ticket. But I was like, thank you so much. And I <laughs> hauled ass. He was like, under the speed limit. I was like, yeah. Freaking, I went back home. As soon as I popped around that corner, I started going right back to where I was doing before. I was like, shit, I need to get home, man. <laughs> It got to the point where I didn't even think I shut off my car. I just put it in park and jumped out of the car and ran over <laughs> to the house, man. 
Run right through the back door because it didn't lock. Yeah, I've never, I've never, I, I've always had kind of like fast cars, so I've always had speeding tickets. So I've never really wanted any extra tickets. Now I've talked to cops before, and I've, I've asked them. I was like, "You take that car on some trips, don't you?" Like, what do you mean? Like, you're in a fucking state trooper car with lights on it. Telling me you don't turn that on in the middle of the night and just fly down the road as fast as you possibly can. He goes, I wouldn't say we do Yeah. Right there, I already know you're lying to me because you do it. I've seen it happen. I've seen you guys race each other. And then you guys I... turn on your lights like you're going after someone. <laughs> the next thing you know, I see you guys all at the Royal Farms going, dude, I smoked your ass. I'm like, yeah. I had, uh, I had this friend uh, that was in the police force. And uh, he got a new cruiser and wanted to test it out. So uh, he saw me on the road one day and called me. And he asked me just to take off, see if he could catch me. Just wanted to see what his car could do. So I just got the whole ass down the highway with him chasing me. So I probably looked like I was trying on the getaway go. You know what I mean? But yeah. it was just him knowing me and just wanting to have fun with his car. There's no better feeling than, dude, being able to, first of all, get a cop to gloss over your ticket. But also, like, someone that takes their job and, like, can, like honestly not be like overpowered with it whether it's with the waitress staff whether it's with any hotel anything like that whether you can like really vibe and just realize that we're all people living on this earth together coming through something it's like that's crazy man and like when you listen to music and that's what they do that's what a a good musician does when they bring a vibe into a room where like you're creating a tone you're creating a mood you're creating a type of you know, sound that can relate to your audience, that can bring them in. Like, when you see a... I always relate a band, um, like, everyone on stage playing all these instruments. They're all cooks bringing something into the kitchen, and they're bringing, basically, a, a, a dish mm-hmm. to their audience, whether the audience takes it in a good way and bad way. I don't care if the music is something I don't like. I haven't really... Since I've gotten older, I've learned to... You know, kind of, I'm not saying I'm an old man, I sound like I'm really wise. You know, you're looking at me like I'm an owl. No, but it's like an owl that's stoned out of his mind. No, like I hit with a rock or something. But like, no, it's like when you look at all the things that, you know, it, it just, I, that come into writing music, whether it's like everyone just really vibing together and being able to communicate with your audience, being able to level with not only your audience, but yourself in a way. Coming to, like, a sense of, like, you know, we're all in the same frequency. Like, you know, dealing with, like, you know, radio or something. You're, you know, you're dealing with frequencies and stuff. You got to get on that frequency. We both got to be on channel one. You can't be on channel five and I'm on channel one. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's not going to work. Yeah, it's not compatible. We're not going to vibe, you know. There's the, it's crazy to see how there's, like, like so, such famous artists, like musicians, comedy people that are snobs, just assholes. Like, you meet them in person, like, damn. It makes you kind of, even if you idolize the person, you finally meet him, like, damn, that dude was a dick. Yeah, this one, uh, I was, when I was working at Phillips, uh, Chris Brown and Rihanna came to Ocean City. They were and not, they, they were dating at the time? Yeah. So he had it was, it was, Yeah, it was before that incident. So this was still kind of a cool thing. She fell down the stairs. No, nah, they were eating at Phillips, and uh, I mean, like, um... Did you see just, any tension? Not not then. Um, just like the fact that like people were like that. Uh, Chris Brown was super chill. I mean, I skated with him. Uh, we went in the water. We surfed together. 
Um, but Rihanna had 12 bodyguards around her and was just... She's an island girl, man. She's got that hot blood. Do you know what she, what she was... Um, I can't... I think it was her, but... Uh, is, is she related to Jay-Z? Hey, Rihanna? Yeah. I don't think so. Like a niece or something like that. I'm off the vibe of rappers. I don't, it's not that I don't like rap. I just... It's yeah. not my tone. It's not, it's not meant for me. Where we say music, like where you're talking about where people can just pass you on the boardwalk when you're performing, it's like, they're not, that's not your out, that's not your audience. That's, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I feel you. Like, even if you're playing a certain song, like, dude, I've heard uh, covers of songs, you know, by like, it seems like any band that's an original band that's trying to get out there, really only gets out there when you play a couple cover songs, get the band, like, kind of vibed in, something someone can relate to, like, you know, you're playing Bon Jovi living on a prayer or you're playing like, you know, something very popular that's very like common, a lot of people know, like A C D C or something. Mm -hmm. You get the audience connected. You get the audience like, Oh shit, dancing and moving and then you play an original and then they're like, Okay, I'm gonna listen to it. You know what I mean? Wait for the next cover song to come up or something, even if they don't like yeah, the original. People are like familiar. Just they familiar want something things. they can dance their toe to. You want to be able to relate. It's the same thing like when you watch Family Guy, you watch it and you laugh so hard because it's relatable to your generation. If we put The Simpsons in and played it for our parents, our parents are going to laugh a hell of a lot more than if they watch Family Guy. Oh, yeah. Because they grew up with all that stuff, the references they're mentioning. Now, Simpsons keeps it real by bringing up, you know, more futuristic stuff too, kind of keeping relative with the times in a way. But it's like there's so many, like... We watch old Western movies now, me and you, and we're like, what the fuck? Like, there are some good ones, but they're like, really? The only ones that you see that are super good are like the ones that they remake, like Magnificent Seven, that are used like more common actors we know. Yeah, my stuff relative my, in our time period. I like the stuff like uh, Wider. Wider? Yeah, have you ever seen that? Why, why, Wider? Is that about Ridiculous Six? No, Wider. Um, I like Ridiculous he was, Six. Uh, he was an old cowboy. Uh, he's got his own movie, and then he's got one about. Uh, the town tombstone that he kind of like his family took over. I like the idea of a Western, like when it comes to back to the future, but I hate fucking cowboy hats. Yeah. I've never seen an episode of game of Thrones either. That's lucky. That's a lot of time saved. Uh, you like game of Thrones? I do. I've watched every episode. Fucking, I love dragons, but fuck off. I mean, the dragon, to watch <laughs> Save that, that for somebody to, else. Yeah, to watch that show for the dragons, it wouldn't be worth it. Why do they have English accents? Ah. Right? I'll bring up shit you don't even think about. Why do they have English accents? Why does that, is that, is that supposed to be medieval, is having an accent that? Thou shall not, who's, who's I mean, I guess it's because, like. Who's to say they weren't dropping the F-bomb every couple of sentences? Yeah, true. Talking like how we talk. You I know, mean, someone, just, but but also look at it like this, though. Like, do your grandparents talk like that? My grandfather cusses a, a lot. Yeah, but... He like, says older phrases and stuff that wouldn't be society accepted, I guess you would say, when it comes to speaking. Yeah. Like, a lot of, say, say um, you're a, a, a one cotton-picking minute or something like that. That's actually the that's, reason... Yeah, that's how it's bad. That's actually not a slave thing. Did you know that? Really? You know what it is? You know how long it takes to pick cotton? A long freaking time. So it's, they're talking about it being tedious. 
like being it takes a long time. So when someone says wait one cotton pigment, it means wait one really long freaking minute. That's what it means. I had no idea about that. I was like, I just hated that phrasing a lot less. You know what I mean? It definitely makes it a little easier to say. Yeah. But we still have words where it has its own, like, you know, words I'm talking about. Like, the F word, you know, that type of thing. Like, you can still say fuck, though. But then it's like when you say the N word, it's like, <gasps> there's a stigma behind it. Like, I'm not going to say it, obviously. I'm not going to yeah. get it. Yeah, but it's like, a certain race can only say it. It's like, really? And it doesn't even, it's not even the meaning that the word means. Like, but people that, gave it a word a that has a word, definition, but a still, different definition. You say it, and the back of your, like, hair on your neck stands up. Like, you get like, oh, God, what are we talking about here? You know, it's like, when it comes to so many things that we focus on, it's like, what do we find to be ridiculous? When do we sort out the bullshit, and when do we sort out what's real? Yeah. Like, when is the, what, what's the real problems? Global warming, all that, is that real? Or are we more worried about... Um, how many feminists can build a wall? Yeah, build a wall. Yeah, build a wall, Trump. Good God, man. That is the dumbest thing in the world, man. Trying to keep people out from making their lives a little bit better. The worst part about it is majority of people that come into this country come from Canada. Do you know Gavin McGinnis? McGinnis? He's like a political activist, like very, very um, alpha male type, like, believes the woman should be in the kitchen and all that type of stuff. Well, um, he's very comedic in a way. Mm. Um, he spent, it took him 10 years and $10,000, and he still owes another $3,000 to get his freaking legal papers to be uh, American citizen. He's from Canada. He's doing it the legal way and has to pay all this bullshit money, but people can come over here illegally and get a free U.S. membership just by knowing the fucking color of the flag. That's ridiculous. That is bad. I I think the system is completely wrong. I believe if you take the time to make this to to put the effort into doing it, obviously we all don't have the resources to do that. But like if you take the time and the necessary amount of what it takes to actually do it, then why should you be punished in a way for doing that? He should be glorified for spending ten thousand dollars and going that far into it. Yeah, especially just to be a, called one of us. Yeah, because I mean we're not. We have to think we're super great, but we still we're default to British accents when it comes to being talented. I mean, shit, our country's still in debt, just like everybody. We will always be in debt. Okay, I'm not trying to get too into politics <laughs> yeah, on here. But I'm not. <laughs> there are good things about every civilization and bad things, but like the one place I'm definitely scared of is China. Yeah, I just feel like I wouldn't be able to grasp anything or anywhere where I was. It'd just be too confusing. I wouldn't... Well, you'd get used to it. Like we said, like if if I moved you to New York and you were born and raised in New York and you came down here, you'd be like, why does the air smell funny? Like, why does it smell funny? It's like, you're not, it doesn't smell funny. It's pure. Like, it's a lot purer than where you're from. Yeah. You don't have that high population. There's not brake dust. That's a thing. In New York, they have brake dust that gets in their lungs. And that's why they smoke all the time, like in New York, and then they wear earbuds to drown out the freaking traffic noises. First of all, why do you own a car if you're in New York? Yeah, especially when the parking is like $100. You're not going to be able to park anywhere. And first of all, you don't really move. Like when it comes to cars, like they, they're stuck in traffic probably half the time. Uh, yeah, I would, I would either bike it or bus it. Yeah, you can function way faster. But it's like there's so many people crammed into one spot. 
you came down here and you're able to actually move and be free. It's the same thing when you run into a Chinese person or someone that's from that land. I'm mm -hmm. not saying an actual, like, oh, you're just Chinese. No, I'm saying you're from, like, the actual land of where it's heavily populated. If you meet someone from there, when they bump into you and they don't apologize, you see that as rude, but that's what they're, yeah, they're culturally to known that. to do. There's so many of them there. It's like, if it happens, they don't take any offense to it. Yeah. You know, it's different from the Canadian that bumps into you and gives you a donut. He gives you a donut for bumping into him. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I didn't see it there. Would they you are, like they are Would like you prefer a jelly? Oh, I love Canada. I give them so much shit. I've never, I've never been up that area, but I've never I, been to Canada, but I, I want to. I, I, I hope any everybody from Canada is that, like Trailer Park Boys. Any place that has a flag that has a leaf on it, and also is bacon approved and ham approved, and they ride horses, they're Mounties. Dude, have you seen Super Troopers 2? I have not. Bruh. Is it good? They're American, but they have to act as Canadians. They steal the Canadian guys' outfits because um, they're getting a fight with the Canadian people. Spoiler alert for anybody listening. Um, but they get in the, they're doing the mouthy things, so they pull the people over, and they sp they start speaking French to the people. And they, um, they're, like, using sexual references. ID, pass ID, pass ID. Like, doing that. And then they start speaking a bunch of French and start getting into arguments. And it's just so funny because it's gibberish. But it's so crazy, dude. Like, oh, my God. And then they run into the guy that pulled him over from the first one. The meow guy. Okay. Are you saying yeah. meow? Do I look like a cat to you? <laughs> he pulls him over. He goes, um, he goes, hey. He goes, what are you guys, meow tees? And they just rip him out of the car and start arresting him. <laughs> Freaking Jim Gaffigan, man. That's cool. They tie in the first one really good. It's really good. A lot like um, uh, the second one with uh, it had a lot more to do with Farvo, which I liked. Like where Farvo's in the porta potty and the bear knocks it over, mm. and he goes, "Guys, I just took a grizzly shit," and he starts cracking a bunch of like uh, references and like, "All right, shoot him, <gasps> shoot the bear, Farvo." Like that stuff's funny, man. Like I enjoy, you know, it's when they bring stuff. Um, especially when they make sequels, a lot of times they fuck it up. Like, yeah. a lot of times, like, you Like, know, the Star Wars thing. I think that's going too far. I don't like the Star Wars at all. I haven't seen any of the new ones. I've only seen... See, what I've seen is the remakes. Mm -hmm. I've seen the ones with, um... Before the... Or the ones that came after Liam Neeson, where they invent... Like, showed Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker getting burned. I saw those. So, those were my Star Wars. Okay. My parents saw the older, older ones. Yeah. So, I never saw any of those. And then, you look at, um... I like how they brought back in... What's his name? Um, George... Not George Lucas, the creator, but um, Hannibal. Who's the guy that played Luke Skywalker? I'm not too sure. You know who I'm talking about, though, right? I know, yeah, I know who you're well, talking he, about. Well, they brought him in the newer ones and stuff like that. That was cool, like, bringing him back and stuff. You know, Princess Leia had a mental disorder. She had bipolar manic depression. Really? Isn't that ridiculous? She used to talk about how she used to be so popular and walk around through crowds and everyone would know her as Princess Leia and she'd have all this stuff and feel on top of the world. But then she'd just have these moments where she felt useless and nothing. It's like, you're Princess fucking Leia. You have all this attention. Your life is good. You have money. You have all this stuff. But like, how crazy we look at when it comes to mental disorder and how strong of depression stuff is. Like, it's, it's ridiculous to think. That's why I really try and get people to pursue their passions and stuff. Like, if you feel like you want to start a podcast, I've met a couple people now that feel like, you know, they, they don't know they, they don't want to start a podcast, but they have such a, like, they're able to talk like me in a way. Yeah. But, like, 
so what if you know you don't think anybody's going to want to hear it? I'll listen to it. I'll be. I'll support you 100. percent I'll be on your podcast. The I mean, reason, yeah, do it just to do it for yourself. The reason why was I had a thought of doing one because I watched Joe Rogan and watched you know all these types of podcasts where I'm like, you know, I'm I'm listening to it. I want to have a conversation that where I hear people's interesting stories, and I was like, you know, I just want to shoot the shit with people. And um, the reason why reason I have a notepad in front of you, if you want to draw something down or write something down and leave yourself something on the thing, or you know what I mean? I'm like, we'll even take a picture afterwards. I don't care what you want to do. Something you can put up on social media. I don't care. I don't. I don't ask you to spread it around or do it. I'm like, if you like it, that's all that matters to me. If yeah. you had a fun experience when you came over here, and like, you know, if you were able to relax and get comfortable and kind of like just shoot the shit, like get, you know, either make you laugh or just you know kill some time out of your day. I'm like, I appreciate you even coming down and being on it because like, that's all that really matters. And a couple of days from now, I ask you like. Yeah, fun on it and like that type of stuff. Like, oh, dude, it was a blast. A lot of people are like, it's like therapy, man. And, it, it, and a lot of people are like, dude, it's like felt like I was stoned. I was like, it's those conversations you get. Like everyone has a conversation with someone that's like, that was a real fucking conversation. Like either it was just talking about stupid stuff, but it was like one where you're always going to remember. It's going to leave a mark on you. It's going to imprint something onto your mind where you're like, that was pretty cool. Like. We, 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 I don't even remember what we talked about, but, you know, it was, it was fun. And then you have to go back and listen to it. I'm like, that's why I got it recorded, because, like, we're going to go from our tangents of talking about, you know, music to going to talk about Chris Brown uh, not, uh, tipping $10 and then Rihanna um, not paying for her meal and then Chris Brown slapped the shit out of her at <laughs> Philip's restaurant. Where it all started. <laughs> but it's like, it's cool to see how there's actors and like comedians and all this stuff. I want to get back to that. Where like, they're completely 100% aware of how popular they are and they take it to the full extent, getting free stuff, getting like, I'm, you know who I am, you know who I am, you know who I am. Like that type of thing, like everything should be paid for. Then there's the real ones that just keep it real, like the musicians. A lot of mm -hmm. times you see musicians that are like, I just do it because I like music. I like enjoying the smile it makes on someone's face, which is what I can tell with you. You don't really, I mean, yeah, it's going to be nice to be popular and everything like that, but it's like, you do it because you love music. Dude, hearing the applause at the end of a song. After There's the no better feeling, it's, man. It's chilling. It's like if you make a movie or you make like, if I make a podcast that gets like 30 views or 40 views, gets a couple of likes, someone's like, wow, great. You know, I see him share it or something. I'm like, damn, like. I hope he's being honest. Like, I'll ask him, did you listen to the full thing? Yeah, I listened to the full thing. If you give me a compliment when I just sent you the link to the podcast, you listened to the first two minutes, I haven't listened to the full thing. Don't give me the compliment until you've listened to the full thing. Mm -hmm. I don't edit anything out, but I want you to listen to the conversation. I understand you're going to like it, but I just want you to, you know, truly mean it when you say it. Yeah, I don't the first one I listened to, like, compliment. 20 minutes of the first episode, I was like, holy shit, yeah, I want to do this. Did you catch the vibe, though? Yeah, it was, about it was, shitting it was, and <laughs> random things. I, I, that's something I've done. I, I work at a hotel. I literally craft in every single toilet and pissed in every toilet. And I asked my buddy, he works at HVAC. I'm like, you know, you do. that's the first thing I would do. I've been in, in my house after some media com or somebody was over here, and I smelled the bathroom. It was, like, air freshener. I was like, this dude's lighting it up. <laughs> I mean, why you're working somewhere? Why go? Why go somewhere else when you're right there? It's gotta suck to the people that do construction jobs and have to like if they don't have a porta potty, can I use your toilet? And they have to go in there, and you have to shit, and you end up like I'm just gonna shit in their bushes and not tell them about Dude, it. Dude, the worst part is uh, I was in Ocean City one time, right? Cutting grass, family's not home. You gotta shit. Where do you go? 
gotta go. Like you gotta just find some place, man. I've been under porches, <laughs> like front porches. All right, if it's the summertime <laughs> and you're working in Ocean City, the best part is you either got the bay or you got the ocean. I did jet skis, so if I ever had to take a massive crap, oh, yeah. I just drove my jet ski all the way to like the Marsh Islands where there's like <laughs> mud getting kicked up everywhere. Just went over there, ripped the pants, and you can't tell if it's shit or mud. Nope. Hop back on that jet ski, you stick your crack off the end of it, and just hit the yeah, throttle and flush sight. it out. Flush <laughs> it out. Basically, just like a, your own bidet on a jet ski. Yeah, well, that's my trick, man. It's happened to me before. <laughs> that's awesome. But um, dude, the, the worst thing I think about uh, when it comes to like where you have to go to the bathroom in the worst possible times, doing jet skis, all the Indian people would change their kids' diapers in the porta potty and throw them in our bush. Right out by our booth. Mm. And you're like, it's a small little fern. So you're not, the diapers are still noticeable, but it's like, that's not a trash can. There's a trash can right there. Throw them in the trash can. They just dump them right in the bush. I'm like, that's why your streets are filled with diarrhea. It's the worst yeah, place to is, go for hygiene, man. They don't have a plumbing system down there. Yeah, really? It's really un- ineffective. The water's brown. And people are like, they just got a crappy roll of dice. That is true, but when your streets are filled with diarrhea and you're eating food that is like diarrhea, it's not a good combination. Maybe eat, find better sustainable food. Like eat some cabbage or something that's going to give you roughage, not watery-based foods. Yeah, right. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Those, those curry foods are really freaking good, man. I like a nice spice, but man, sometimes you got to learn to chill it out a little bit. I can't do a spice. Dude, I ate a raw ghost pepper one time. The ones you get from Harris Teeter, the ones that you um, like you cook with. Dude, worst pain I've ever felt in my entire life. Felt like I swallowed a burning coal, and I felt it the whole way working it through. It's my digestive system. Four hours in, I felt it hit the large part of my intestine, where it was just sitting on the bottom of your stomach and just burning. Dude, I was like, I'm never doing this again. But um, you ever seen the show Last Dab, or not Last Dab, Hot Ones? Mm-mm. Chris Evans, where they they um, have all these different hot sauces and all these, they dab the wing with a hotter and hotter hot sauce. They recently had um, Gordon Ramsay on, and he drank a bottle of Pepto Bismol. But like that's the interview type stuff I like because it's real. Because what happens is the guys know they're on there for an interview, but during the thing they're eating hot wings. You don't understand how sensitive you become when the wings get really hot. When you see people do the ghost pepper wing challenge or something like that, I actually had my uh, one of my podcasts, Stevie J. He did the ghost pepper challenge at Pickles where he ate those wings. He's tearing up, snot running down his nose, crying, like pale white, can't touch his face, all red. He's all like dying and like people, he's like, just give me water, just give me water, like that, doing that type of stuff. He did the challenge, God bless him, but like, when you're doing those wing challenges, you when you watch this stuff, look it up. It's called Hot Ones. You're listening to freaking those guys like, I'm going to kill these wings. They get to like the third, fifth wing. They're like, oh shit. Like, you're asking them questions. You ever talk shit on someone? Yeah, I talked shit on this one comedian one time when he said this one thing. And they don't even mean, they, they're not controlling themselves anymore. Yeah, they're just saying what they have to get it out real done. It's a lot like this it. podcast where you come in here like, ah, oh, maybe I shouldn't say this and the next thing you know you end up getting so relaxed you end up saying something like, oh shit, that I just said? Like, yeah, you did. But like, ah, oh, fuck it, you care. You You're like shit under a porch. <laughs> yeah. Like I had one, uh, I think one of my first ones when I was still editing them, they were like, oh, can you edit that? I didn't mean to say that person's name. Oh, I didn't mean to say that person's name. Oh, I didn't mean to say that place's name. It's like, oh, shit. And they're editing it. I'm like, 
look, man, you're going to get comfortable, so you better think in your head, but I don't really care, because I keep it real. I lay it all up on the table. say what you got to say. What did I tell you when you texted me and said there might be some stuff? <laughs> open like a strip club. <laughs> yeah, I said I'm open like a strip club, bro. Mm-hmm. And apparently they can't have whipped cream, which I did not know about. Some strippers that are vegan can't have whipped cream. Never been into a strip club. Neither have I. But my buddy DJ's at one, and apparently they can have chocolate syrup, but they can't have whipped cream. Isn't that nuts? What's whipped cream made out of? Some type of dairy. But there's a dark chocolate that's not made out of dairy. They can't have milk if they're vegan. Mm. Um, they can't have Jello either. Learn that because has animal bones in it. And I eat Jello a lot, so I'm like, damn, I'm eating animal bones. I actually plan on, after the podcast, getting a bag of gelatin from the store. <laughs> Craving it <laughs> after thinking about it. It's so good, dude. It fills you up too, and it's fun to like. Everyone looks at you like, "What are you, a child?" You're like, "It's Jello." I, I like popsicles. Really? That's my thing. Yeah. I hate popsicles. I love it's the popsicles. cold aspect of it. I don't like it. Like. Eat. Or do you bite into it like a like a? Or do you suck on it or bite into it? Uh, now, what type of popsicles? First of all, I like the. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna sound like real childish, but the the rocket ship. The, the rocket red, ones. Yeah, I was the say red, white, red, white, and blue, and all. Do you remember the, the SpongeBob and uh, Scooby Doo one with the gumball eyeballs? Gum, yeah, and so, yeah, I just I so you do see that. the item on the package, and then you pull it out, and it's like this thing looks completely fucked up. It's yeah. like someone stomped on it with their foot or something. You're like, this thing is mental, mentally challenged in a way. Yeah, I got, I've gotten a SpongeBob from the ice cream trucks that drive around at the beach, and it was just, it was just sad. I used to hear those things at work because I worked right on the beach. To so hear dun 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 dun, 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 dun like, ice cream, Start running down the street, ice cream, ice cream. See, I like, I used to like fudgesicles, the chocolate fudge pops. And then, I think my all-time favorite, though, um, like, popsicle would be, I guess it wouldn't be a popsicle, it would be an ice cream sandwich. The little Sunday cones with the mm-hmm. chocolate and the thing, those are really good. Yeah. What's your they... favorite Ben and Jerry's? Uh, or ice cream in general? Ice cream in general, I, I go with anymore, uh, but... strawberry cheesecake. Savage. Yeah, I mean, it's got are the chunks of the... you the guy like the ch- strawberry milk in school, too? Uh, nah, I I went Chocolate with milk. I went with mostly regular milk. Why? What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's still good. You got a flavor <laughs> option. You're drinking regular milk. Um, what Isis drinks? Warm milk. Uh, I never did. I can't do warm milk. They say it helps you go to sleep. You don't do nothing like that. No, but I feel um, like that would just make me sick. When it goes to like ice cream, I like Ben and Jerry's. I like fish food. You know what I'm talking about? It's spelled P H. It's not like they're dumping fish food in your ice cream, but no, chocolate fudge fish, marshmallow swirl with caramel and brownie inside of it. That sounds amazing, dude. It is next level shit. Sounds man. amazing. Little chocolate brownie fish in there. Where do you get around. this? You get that anywhere. Food line, Ben and Jerry's. That and half baked. Half baked. Where they good. just shove like a half a thing of cookie dough in the thing and then mix it with ice cream. <laughs> now, what's your favorite type of pizza? Are you yeah. in the belief of the Hawaiian pizza? I don't mind it. Um, my honest favorite pizza might be like a Philly cheesesteak pizza. Do you, why? Why don't you just get a Philly cheesesteak? I mean, it's different. I like a vegetable on my pizza. I don't know. I used to really be like only strictly plain cheese. 
Especially when I used to order just Domino's with like a two-liter Mountain Dew, you get a medium pizza or a large pizza, just eat it by yourself playing video games. Mm. Dude, all right, Domino's I think has the best pizza because of their crust. Yeah, I that can garlic agree with crust that. is amazing. I can agree with that. Where's the best place to get fries? Thrashers. I like Thrashers. French I like fries. Royal Farms. I like Thrashers French fries, man. They're just classic. You get dumb vinegar on it, don't you? I hate vinegar. What? Uh, when I was when You're I was eating thrashers without see, vinegar. But listen, when I was little, uh, bet you shit in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's savage. I heard someone told me they brush their teeth in the shower. I'm like, what the? Fuck it, 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 I've I've heard that too. Well, I've heard that it's like it helps whiten them because of like the steam or something. I don't believe in that shit. Sorry. That's what I've heard too. I was but they're like, do you keep your, do you put your, they tell you, do you put your, uh, your, uh, t- uh, your toothbrush in the, um, sh- sh- the cabinet, medicine cabinet? And I'm like, no. And they're like, so when you shit, your toothbrush is out in the open. I'm like, damn, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. probably poop particles on my toothbrush. Good thing I don't brush the tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, who needs that? All right, what were you saying about thrashers with the vinegar? Um, when I was little, uh, I can't drink vinegar because uh, there was a little bottle of it, and like you know them, them old glass containers that say it just says oil on it. It's got mm-hmm. a little pour. Yeah. Um, I thought it was like apple juice, and I went to drink it, and then I took a big gasp and I inhaled it. So like every time now I smell it, it makes me want to get sick. I had Thrashers a long time ago on the boardwalk in uh, Delaware. That boardwalk down there. Freaking, my brother gave me one of those, like, small, like, ketchup cups, you know, the ones you fill up with condiments, of vinegar, and told me to drink it. He dared me, and I drank, I mean, it was a big one, too. It wasn't one of the small little plastic ones, it was the big ones. And I drank it, dude, and it hit my lower part of my stomach, hit that acid in your stomach. Dude, I thought I was going to vomit my butt off. It's supposed to be good for your system. It cleans out all your toxins. I I put apple cider vinegar on like a lot of my salads and stuff mm-hmm. to kind of. It helps you take a shit in a way. It helps you clean out. You mix that with a coffee. You're, there's no way you're not going to. It's like bathroom. laxative. <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, vinegar is good too. It it cleans out all those bad toxins. Like if you're trying to freshen up from something, but. Ah, dude, there's just certain things. Like, I can't do cinnamon. If someone starts making French toast or something, I can't do it because I drank a whole bottle of Fireball in one sitting by myself, and for mm. two days after that, I sweated nothing but cinnamon. I If I smell French toast, it makes me sick to my stomach. I can't go to any breakfast places that have cinnamon because immediately when I smell it, I just get mad sick. Oh, that sucks, too, because that's everywhere. Yeah, dude. I'm, like, I one time... Like, you know cumin? Cumin is a spice... If you yeah, dump yeah, yeah. if you dump cumin on anything, it makes it taste like Taco Bell's taco meat. I swear to you, you dump it on a salad, it tastes just like you're eating Taco Bell. No shit. You don't even have to put any meat in there. You just it tastes <laughs> just like you're eating Taco Bell. Well, I mixed cumin with cinnamon one time and dumped it all over my salad and started eating. Oh my god, I just got sick. I had a bite. I was like, oh, I got a mouthful of cinnamon. I'm like, oh no way. Here it comes. Here it comes Fireball. I'm getting busy. Uh. That's rough too, cause I. Man, that's a good drink. What, Fireball? Yeah. I was always a Jaeger, man. I, I like Jaeger, but it's just it's just so thick. I don't like the aspect of drinking. I like to, If I'm going to get fucked up, just get fucked up. But I like the real moments you get from getting that. Like, if you're with a friend and you guys get messed up, it seems like you, got, you guys can both get to a level where you guys really feel like you're like, your emotions come out. Yeah. It's a lot like you basically just took therapy. 
in I five minutes. I mean, it just minutes, throws your filter shot. away. Yeah. yeah. In a good way and a bad way. Yeah. A lot of times, like, oh, pregnant are you? I'm not pregnant. Oh, God. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. I just figured you're drinking water. That's the smoothest transition. <laughs> this is a vodka tonic. Oh, okay. With then have fun. cherry. <laughs> What's your favorite fast food place? I, I go to I go to McDonald's a lot, but I love the Salisbury place, the cook, cookout. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's really good. Um, it's right. It's actually right across the campus. I like. Um, they have the best milkshakes. What's it called? Oh, Jesus, not Chick Fil A. They they're closed on Sundays, so they they lost my they lost my yeah, portion. Yeah, that's a little. It's Christianity weirdness, but um. What, what's it called? Not it's not it checkers. Checkers and Salisbury. Mm, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Dude, they have a bacon burger, man. That's ridiculous. I've actually never been to a checkers. I've only had one burger I've really, really honestly enjoyed, and that was a um a Pitts in Pittsville. They have station seven out of the old firehouse. Dude, that barbecue uh whatever bacon burger they had was godly amazing. I thought I was gonna cry when I ate it. But I'm I'm chicken tenders and fries, man. Down yeah. the end. I I love burgers. Uh, the best best one I've had, I think, in Ocean City was uh, um, the, that Australian outback. No, the Australian burger place. Um, and onion. Oh, I can't. Crikey, Mike! It's that uh, Abbey Burger. Oh yeah, they got good burgers. Yeah, I know my buddy works there as a waiter. I love their burgers. That's that's my favorite place. I always find like I've talked about this before. My one buddy's a sushi chef. He basically got hired because um, our friend owns it. But like he's Vietnamese is also why he gets hired. Like you notice an Asian restaurant when you want authentic Asian food, they ask you, "Hey, you know, like it's basically you get hired if you're Asian. You mm-hmm. want when you want to go get Mexican food, where do you go? You go to a Mexican restaurant that's cook, cook Mexicans cooking your food." You go to an Asian restaurant because you want Asian food. That's what the aspect is. But there was a white sushi chef that that basically he talked about the process of becoming an actual sushi chef in, like, Japan. And it didn't even originate in Japan. It originated in Taiwan. Or Taiwan. Um, But it got brought over to Japan where people started cooking it on the street. It's meant to be like how we have hot dogs in New York on the street. It's meant to be like that. Oh, it's not right. meant to be setting down and eating like that. It's meant to be like a a walking, like a quick meal type thing. And um, it's crazy because like he talks about how for four years he's only spent washing rice. He couldn't touch any of the fish or anything like that. Then he learned after four years to prep the fish. He's been a sushi chef learning under it for 30 something years with 20 years of restaurant experience. But still won't get hired at a Asian restaurant because he's not Asian. Even though he can speak the language. He had to own his own restaurant. Why is that a thing? It's all about we look at an Asian person, oh well they must know how to cook Asian food. And the worst and the worst part is none of our like Chinese food places. It's all it's, Americanized anyway. Yeah, it's not Chinese food. And the way you can tell that it's Americanized is if they have a bottle of soy sauce on the table and they also have a um a, Fortune cookies. a take takeout menu on the thing. Fortune cookies are actually a thing too. Really? In China. Yeah. Are they? Yeah, but they're not meant to be. It's meant to be consumed before, not after. The whole thing afterwards was it was so bland, it was meant to be like an after treat, like a mint or something. No, you get it before, 
so you know what your fortune is before you go into the meal. Huh. Not when you get afterwards. I gotcha. Because afterwards you don't want to eat it. If you eat it before, it's like a diet thing. It's so bland. It kind of, it's like having the bread at the outback. True. Sometimes I you just walk you. in, can I get a Diet Coke and, or a water and can I get the bread? And they just keep giving you bread. More bread, please. More bread, please. Are you going to order anything? No, I'm full on bread, actually. Um, I'm just going to pay for my water and go. It's like, you motherfucker. Better tip me. I haven't, I haven't finished so many meals because of bread. Dude, you can't offer that. It's like when Baskin Robbins or whatever, what is it, Red Robin that gives you the freaking, I said Baskin Robbins ice cream place. Red Robin, the one, the only one around here is in Baltimore, but they give you the endless bucket or thick cut fries. Oh, yeah. Dude, the endless steak cut fries. You and, cannot uh, offer that and then try and get someone to pay for a meal. Olive uh, Garden with their breadsticks. Dude, and now they deliver them for Valentine's Day. They <laughs> delivered breadsticks to your loved ones. Dude, all right, you want to know the one really bad habit I had where I make fun of people that put ranch on pizza? One time I went to the Olive Garden when I was like kid. I was taking the garlic breadsticks, dipping it in the ice cream. The Ouch. vanilla ice cream. Sounds disgusting. Dude, garlic and ice cream for some reason works. It's the same person where they I do mean, pickles and chocolate. I do pickles and ranch. See, that's disgusting to me, but I bet if I tried it, I might like it. Yeah. Don't knock it before you try it. But dude, I'm telling you, my parents looked at me like, what the hell is this kid doing? <laughs> dude, it was so good. Then my then they tried it. They're like, oh, wow, it's actually pretty good. Something about the garlic and the milk and the vanilla of the ice cream, just it complements it so freaking well. I might have to just try this out. When do you go to Olive Garden? Never, but... Exactly. <laughs> I'm it's like I'm Bob dude. Evans. Yo yeah, but I can order Domino's and I can get some yeah. ice cream and I'll use their crust. Do it, dude. I'm telling you, you're going to be like, oh, you know what their secret is, right? Domino's. Besides putting garlic on there. It's oregano. Really? I put oregano on my salad one time. I'm like, it's like I'm eating Domino's. It's like I'm eating pizza. My mom's like, yeah, it's the oregano. They just dump it all over your their pizza. That's how pizza places do it. They just dump a lot of oregano on it. Hmm. I'm like, damn. Wish I know how to cook. The secrets to cooking, right? <laughs> I just figured out how to heat up a hot pocket for the first time. You know what I mean? You leave that little sleeve on there, like three minutes after the microwave times up, it cooks the hot pocket. It crisps it. I'm so used to biting into it, and the first bite's like fire, mm-hmm. and the second bite's ice cold. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, I always put it in for two minutes and let it sit for two minutes. Now, when you cook taquitos, do you just pop that sucker in for like 20 minutes and then pull them out and then? Because me and my brother, what we did was... we little dollar pack? Yeah, with, dollar packs give you like 40 of them. I'm talking about the ones that line up the whole like Mexican family style. Oh, uh, I got you. El Paso chicken taquitos or the beef taquitos. You got a whole plate of them. You're sitting there working your way down the thing. You know what I mean? Me and my brother, would we'd throw them in the microwave and we wouldn't even rotate them like you're supposed to. There was a difference between when my dad or mom made us taquitos between when me and him made taquitos. I'm like, you popping in the taquitos? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll get the Xbox set up. We get the Xbox set up. He brings out the freaking uh, turkey plate for Thanksgiving, sets it out. There's taquitos lined up around the thing. And as you work your way from the outside, you're going, like, it's too hot to bite into them because they just came out of the microwave. He tossed them in there like 10 minutes, didn't give a shit. Next thing you know, you're working your way into the middle. They're starting to get cold, so you're starting to skip over to see how far the other person is and taking their side of the taquitos. <laughs> Next thing you know, there's one left there. You want to split it in half? Sure. And then they grab you like, you suck. 
But it's like, don't worry, it wasn't that good. It was cold on the inside anyway. Then when your parents cook it, they cook it in the oven or something and rotate it around when they put it in the microwave mood around. So then when you eat it, all of it's nice and warm. Oh, my God. We don't want to take the time. No. We're lazy. Everything has to be an instant reward. Yeah, well, a lot of us are such in a hurry. It's a lot with, like, people that work a lot of jobs. Like, you know, for my dad, like, he was home three hours a night. I only saw him that three hours, and he tried to sleep those three hours. But, you know, he would always ask, you want me to make you, like, a cheesesteak? You want me to make you something before I go to work? And he would ask to make me something to eat. No. I would only tell him, go to the Dollar Tree and pick me up the Dollar Chicken Sandwiches. Toss mm-hmm. them suckers in the microwave. I'll toss them in the microwave while you're gone. It's easy for me. And you get the little square ones, the chicken sandwiches come in the green box or something, or the burger or whatever it was. Change yeah. it up. Give me the spicy chicken one day. Give me the fish <laughs> the one day. Something I can toss in the microwave, put two minutes and 30 seconds, because I don't want to be down there eating anyway. I want to go upstairs and go back to playing video games at the time. I was in high school, like, playing mm-hmm. video games my ass off. Like, that was how I gamed the night away, with a bottle of Mountain Dew and freaking a whole bag of Doritos. Hell yeah. <laughs> It's like that's, that's my life right now. I I never got into the video I games. Can't when I can't eat burritos anymore. Ooh, I, I uh, first life. two weeks I went to the gym. I went from eating spicy nacho Doritos every single day, like eating a whole bag in one sitting. Then the first two weeks I went to the gym, I sweated nothing but spicy nacho. Can't look at a bag of Doritos the same. Mm. I lost the taste for cinnamon and Doritos. That's that's the life I'm not sorry. living. I'm so sorry. You're not truly <laughs> living. Oh shit! It's 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 crazy though, man. Because like you realize the stuff you used to eat all the time, and then you get on a health kick or something, and you try and go back to like, how did I ever even function off this in the first place? Yeah, I'm doing like the meal prepping and everything like that. So, I like my mom. Like she used to buy because she lives next door to me. Mm-hmm. She used to buy all the snacks and everything for like the lunches, like the ho hos and all this stuff. And nutty then, bars yeah and then you're like zebra cakes man after you've been meal prepping you go back and you're like do you still want me to buy the snacks absolutely not <laughs> so I, I can't go to my grandparents anymore because they're like <clears throat> you know they my grandma makes these pretzel rods that are rolled in caramel that are rolled on top of chocolate chips m&ms white chocolates and then she freezes them i told my cousin who i um i met for the very first time we didn't know he was like around i don't know if you heard about this it was my uh Christmas Day podcast, but he came over. It was only my second time meeting him. And I'm like, dude, let's shoot a podcast. I don't know anything about you. You're 30 years old. Like, I've never met you before. We just found out you existed a couple of years ago, and now I'm, I'm finally meeting you. You're my long-lost cousin. I was like, one thing when he came over, I was like, you met my grandma, right? And he goes, yeah. He goes, I'm like, did you try her pretzel rods? And now to someone that doesn't know what the pretzel rods are, it sounds like a dirty reference, but no. <laughs> he was like, dude, yes. I'm like, but did you try them frozen? He goes, of course. I'm like, yes. A frozen pretzel rod rolled in caramel with chocolate chips, M&Ms, all that, and nuts on top of it, the little pecan stuff. Dude, it is heaven when they're frozen, man. That sounds really good. Oh, my gosh. And I always I'm ask trying to like Christmas. picture it in my head. Oh, dude, if I had a picture, literally, picture a pretzel rod. Bunch of colorful M&M's and chocolate chips and white chocolate just rolled up in caramel. So it's stuck on the end of the stick and you get to hold it like this and eat it like that. Imagine it frozen though. Perfect. It's like a popsicle. That's the one popsicle I get to. <laughs> Shit. That stuff's like, we all know our family has those little secrets, those little things. They're like, oh, did grandma make the oatmeal cookies? Like, yo, they're savages in the kitchen, man. A lot of them are. 
Yeah. And I give them credit on that because for me going from, you know, you get a difference from eating clean or then just eating Hot Pockets or doing something like that. When your grandma cooks me, like, I can only stay here for two days at the most because you're going to make me gain like 50 pounds of the amount of good ass food you're cooking. But when you're at that age, you can just. They got so much time on their hands. They can just let it go. They're just like, fuck it. Like, I don't got to look good we, for shit. We have to spend five minutes cooking a meal. It's forever. They, they'll wake up at nine o'clock, start their for dinner. Their skin's sagging because the <laughs> underworld's dragging them down, dragging their bodies down. They're slowly getting closer to the earth. They're like, I don't give a shit what I look like. Fuck it. I ain't got pants on. I don't care. My grandfather would walk out in the middle of the kitchen wearing, like, tidy whiteies underwear. I'm like, good God, man. What are you doing to me? My papa, well, he loved his flannels. That was his thing. Oh, yeah. We always, um, that's the one thing we get my, um, one, uh, our, we call him Pappy C. All we do is get him freaking flannels. That's all he wears. Flannel, man. Flannels and sweat. Got a new flannel today, don't you? Yeah, you notice. Yeah. It's not blue like the other one. That one's a duck's blue. <laughs> got different versions. We got light blue this time. This is my Monday flannel. <laughs> This is my Hanukkah flannel. Why is it Hanukkah flannel? I don't know. Just wore it on Hanukkah. <laughs> you know what Hanukkah is? Well, the excuse is I can so wear it all week. I can wear it all week. That's my excuse. I don't have to do laundry. Exactly. That's a pain in the ass, too, when you get older, doing laundry. Yeah. I hate Sitting it. there sniffing every shirt. This one clean? Oh. Smells okay. <laughs> yeah, this, wear one, it anyway. this one will work. Okay. <laughs> Oh, shit. The stain's on the inside. It's good. <laughs> right? You wear your underwear like four times, right? Oh, God. I can't do that. I, I absolutely shouldn't I, I hardly wear underwear. I, I just... You free ball? All the time. Dude, I know a girl that free ball. It's amazing. It's nasty. It's not... That's too much comfortability. It's perfect. The people that sleep naked, too. I don't like that. You looked at me like I do sleep naked sometimes. I can't no. sleep with my shirt off. <laughs> See, I just don't like clothes, man. I... You just have like a authority against clothing. You feel like it's restricted. no. I don't. I don't mind clothes. Like if Do you I feel could... like clothes are like handcuffs in your <laughs> world of like living, man. No, I just feel like if I could wear a bathing suit and tank top every day, I'd just be amazing. If I could not have to wear a tank top, that'd be even cooler. But I don't want to say it, but I immediately thought asshole. <laughs> probably those guys dude I'm sorry it reminds me of the people on the boardwalk that walk around like that are not in shape but they have their shirts off and they're walking around flexing and following girls I'm like you motherfucker I can take my shirt off right now and embarrass the shit yeah, out of the my invisible lat syndrome yeah walking like they're like they, they can't fit through a door dude you can fit through that door I've seen a big ass bodybuilder drive a freaking smart car and be able to get out of it just fine it's weird the bodybuilders have the small syndrome and then the Small guys have the big syndrome. It's freaking nuts, man. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm not around that. too many, like, big heads. I'm a fitness freak, so I see some of them a lot in the gym. A lot of them, it's like when I talk to bodybuilders and get like that, like, it's just the aspect of, like, a lot of them suffer from, like, eating disorders and body dysmorphia from doing it for so long. They don't know how to relax. Like, I've gone every day for six years, and, you know, I'm killing myself, like, just not going and something like that. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, it's terrible, man, but it's like, it's because I was made fun of and I was scarred that way, but, you know, there's, there's, you got to realize that you can't keep that up. I mean, going every single day for two to three hours a day for six years, I'm not trying to give myself credit, but it's like, hell, man, it's like, eventually your body starts working against itself in a way. It starts being like, I'm not going to be able to get you out of bed now. 
I'm not, your legs are going to hurt. You're going to be in pain all day. You're going to get depressed. Like stuff's going to start not working. Your muscles are going to just start eating itself and you're just going to end up being putting on more weight in the first place. Like there's times <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> break it to them. <laughs> but like a lot, like it's like the fact of, you know, it's much like with anything you do, any hobby, any passion, any skill, anything you pursue, it's like a roller coaster. There's its ups and its downs. It's a great metaphor for life. When do you ever just take the time to just, what should, what would I, if I had to ask you, what is your relaxation? What is your thing that finds, you find comfort in? I know you said music is your passion and stuff, but do you find like just sitting down and playing with your guitar is it, or is it going out and skating and being out, out in nature? My relaxation point comes down to nature. It comes down to, you know, a nice cold morning. I like three o'clock in the morning with a nice freshly brewed coffee and sitting and just, Taking a minute to slow down. Because I have ADHD, so it's like I'm constantly spent. You could tell. I mean, shit, I'm all over the place. But it's like taking that time to slow down, man, and just having that minute where you're like, this is it. Like, I don't have shit to do. I just, I'm going to get my day started. You know, I'm going to go out and just get what I want to do done with my life. It's like having that is the best thing in the world. Being able to realize, like, a moment where you can just kind of be with yourself and be clear. And, like, yeah, it's fun to have time with your friends and stuff. But a moment you can truly relax and feel at peace with the world is amazing. And a lot of us don't even realize that we're on autopilot so much through life. Just trying to get through to the next day. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I just, I honestly don't even. You say you like surfing and bodybuilding. Or not bodybuilding, but bodyboarding and stuff. It's like. Being in the water is a sense of calmness for me. It used to be until I did jet skis for so long. Now I fucking hate it. But it's like I don't want to get anywhere near the water. But it's like being able to just relax and, you know, feel comfortable. It's just a sense. Where do you find it? I mean, I, I, if I had to pick, like, the one place where I could just go and not have to worry about it. I mean, the beach is that. I mean, listening to the waves, having the sun, seagulls. I mean, it's just like a perfect combination have you ever tried to listen to those things while you go to sleep they say it helps make a restful sleep yeah like the little machines that and like if you look up a youtube track i looked up the sounds of the beach Mm -hmm. so for like i was like i want to play this when i was having trouble like sleeping i was like i'm gonna play this and go to bed dude five minutes in i had to shut off it was pissing me off i couldn't go to sleep yeah it's because it's not it's not normal no you know what it was they had a freaking seagull in the background that was going Every freaking 10 seconds for like an hour straight, dude, he was, go, go, I'm like, that's not real, good God, so much, I was literally half the time, I was like, all right, he's going to go away, I'm like, eyes closed, looking up at the ceiling, the next thing, I'm like, did someone shoot that damn seagull, like, yeah, I'm just sitting there thinking, then I start getting pissed off at the seagull, then I can't go to bed, then I'm all hyped up, I'm like, God, now I can't go to sleep, because I'm thinking about that fucking seagull. So then I switch it over to sounds of the storms or whatever, or sounds of nature. You listen to nature, all you hear is ribbit, ribbit, like raindrops. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, I think the repetitiveness is what kills you in there. The nice one, though, is thunderstorms. Because we don't mind thunderstorms being repetitive. When you hear a thunderstorm, the only difference between the sounds is the length. Yeah. And how close you are to the sound. But you're listening to a thunderstorm... That can think it'd be as repetitive as possible, and it's still it, you just think it's a different one every time. Isn't that weird? 
I just thought of that. That pulled that out of my ass. Yeah. Holy I crap. I could listen to the same thunderclap. Thunderclap? Yeah, clap. Like a stripper. <laughs> like her secret move. Cinnamon's <laughs> walking down with doing her annual thunderclap. Thundercats. <laughs> ah. Yeah, that was a great show. That was a great show. Um, Lavelle Crawford had a joke about how he would lock his door up like Fort Knox and get sit in the front of the TV with a giant glass of chocolate milk and watch his Thundercats. Just uh, old. And it's funny, everybody in the crowd did the scream. And it's like the same thing with, if I mentioned the man himself, Ric Flair, what's the first thing you think of? Woo! Yep. Ric Flair, woo! The signature, man. You gotta have a signature. And once you become an artist and you have a signature, whether it's like a, a painting, you're signing a painting, or you're doing something like that. If you, like comedians, they establish themselves as like the Mexican comic, the stand-up, you know, mm-hmm. whoever the, you know, I have my, my uh, one person on here, Stevie J., you know, he, he, he's like, should I be the adopted comic? I crack jokes about being adopted and stuff like that. Like, there is a certain thing. If you find your click, find the way you want to run with it. Kim Jong, the guy that did the Hangover movies, he just mm. released a Netflix special. I watched it. Yeah, did you see the first beginning where he met, like, three people in the crowd that had the same name as his wife and last name? Ho? Really? Yeah. That was the first minute. What do you mean you watched it? Oh, man. I still... I don't, I don't watch everything. Like, see, when goes, I watch my wife's, things... My wife's name is Linda Ho. Or Le- or something... Le- Leslie Ho or something like that. And then the one girl in the crowd goes, My last name's Ho. And my, my first name's Leslie. He goes, No fucking way. Your name's Leslie Ho? My wife's fucking last name's Ho. What do you do for a living? Don't tell me you're a fucking doctor or I'm going to lose it. No, I'm not a doctor. Okay, that's who my wife is. And then some lady from Singapore is sitting on the table over and goes, My last name's Ho. Oh my God, I'm surrounded by hoes. That became a joke <laughs> okay. for that whole crowd where they got the experience. Yeah, see, I have the two TV set up. So I'll have a show going. And you then- got ADHD too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really I have multiple bad. screens. And I'm like, he's got ADHD. No, I'm multitasking. <laughs> right? That's <Fuck> normal. <laughs> on my phone. Uh, yeah, step it up. We Sorry, our brains TV. process faster. And they yeah, look, at so me- look at ADHD as a mental illness. I think of it more as a handicap. If I'm sitting in an environment, I got to be like rubbing my hands together or doing some shit. But like, at the same time, I can get into, uh, like when we're having a conversation, you notice how it's taking all these different turns. Mm-hmm. It's because my brain's thinking at a million different things as we're talking so much right now. I want to go back to freaking taquitos. I want to do all that stuff, like roll around, like how much of a godsend 7-Eleven is with their taquitos. If you go at like one o'clock in the morning, the guy there just gives you all the taquitos left on the roller. Right, because like, they're going to toss them. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's no, like when you go them. to a donut place and they're throwing all the donuts out and they, they throw all the donuts in a black trash bag and throw them in the dumpster. My buddy used to go there right when they threw them in the dumpster and just pull them out and freaking I had them. two roommates that worked there. So I got to bring them home. Yeah, damn right. Such a bad experience, man. You got to be like, how am I going to eat healthy and meal prep? Dude, it was so hard. Everything was donuts. You know, the one thing I can get at my work 24-7 besides beer, people eat beer all the time, pizza. Mm. We have so many Johnny's Pizza, all these people eat full things of pizza in the room. I'm like, there's no point in even having to spend money on lunch. You can just eat pizza if you're a pizza fanatic. Yeah, I... Do you know Reynolds? Reynolds. I forgot his last name. Red hair, looks like McLovin from Super Bad Glasses. He's older. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, I'll show you a picture of him. His, he looks like McLovin from Super Bad if he cut his hair. As soon as I saw him, I was like, McLovin. 
He goes, God damn it. I was like, you've been called that before. I didn't even know the kid yet. I was like, his name's, his name's Ren. Everyone calls him Ren. But um, every time I see him, I got a video on my phone. Um, I got a sausage McMuffin for McLovin. I would find McMuffins in these refrigerators and I would give it to him. I would go to whatever floor he was on. If he was working in the other building, I would go to the other building and just give it to him. But I had these videos and he's like, you hear him in the video go, God damn it. He's someone I've been trying to get on the podcast. I've talked about it multiple times because he's into conspiracies. He got me convinced on Bigfoot being real. He got me convinced on the Chupacabra. Dude, he's all into that shit. I believe in aliens because of that man. Dude, but after I just like, feel like, man, how something so big so hard to see. What's to stop God from being, you know, we believe in him as this guy on a throne, you know. What's to stop him from being some dude wearing Crocs masturbating on Mars with VR goggles? What's to stop that from happening? You don't know. You don't know. It reminds me of, like, I brought this up before, the Men in Black, where um, they're rolling the marbles in space, and the space is the galaxy, and it keeps zooming out. It's an alien rolling marbles, and it keeps getting bigger. You don't even know what this. We don't even understand our brains, let alone the galaxy that we live in. Yeah, we, we, could, be an ant, we could be an ant farm. We could be how there's the subatomic universe, like Ant Man and the Wasp. That's a real thing. There's a sub particle universe. Watch Joe Rogan as a podcast with a sub uh, neurochemist that explains that. You have to stop, and you cannot watch multiple screens. If you watch Interstellar or with Matthew McConaughey, that movie is the type of shit that fucks you up for like a week. Like mm-hmm. that stuff makes you think that you can be, there's a planet out there that's been every hour here or every hour there is seven years here. What's to stop that from happening? Yeah, that'd be insane. You know the last thing the Mars rover sent over to us? You know the last message we got back from it? Uh-uh. Light, my battery is dying, the light is getting dark. And then now we have no contact with it. That was his last transmission. It was only supposed to be up there for two weeks. It lasted 300-something days. And its mission literally was, we were sending it down there, and we told it we were going to give, like, it's like AI type thing. We were going to take it, bring it back. That was the whole thing. But we literally just sent it there so it can die after it's done feeding information. It was only the last two weeks. It lasted all this time. We, nine months of transferred data to us. Shit. So not 370 days, but like it was nine months worth of days. A lot. And then on its last thing, it made it sound like a human emotion thing. It was like lights getting dim or a battery's dying, lights getting dim. It's getting dark. And then it just died. And it, it, we, we gave it all this false hope that it was going to come back. Hmm. Opportunity Mars River. Rip. <laughs> died this month. <laughs> That's ridiculous to think of, man, how we can get that far with technology. Same thing like in 1980-something, the first two AI supercomputers um, started talking into a frequency code, only they could understand the two computers were talking back and forth, and we ended the program immediately. We thought it was going to turn into the Terminator type shit. That's going to happen down the road, dude. You're telling oh, yeah. Me if, if they can use Alexa in a court case to get someone like in, in, evicted or convicted or something... Then there's no, there's no, like Google just did that recently with Google Translate. They found Google Translate was sending some type of frequency or something like that. We're making shit that's going to end up outsmarting us. And they're going to look at us. Yeah, look at that chick. They're going to look at us and we're going to be their slaves. And they're going to look at us because we're going to have the cell phones. Remember your little buddy that, you know, your cell phone was their little buddy. And we had their little friend in our pocket making it do whatever we want. Look up all the porn on the internet and all that stuff. And next thing you know, they're like, why don't you go look up our porn? 
gonna turn to Futurama, bro. I know I'm yawning over here too. <laughs> Dude, my bad. It's just been long. It's gone. Yeah, it's been a long day, and we're actually uh, we can probably wrap up the podcast. We've been podcasting for a good bit, dude. Yeah, freaking two hours, man. Holy shit! Yeah, isn't that nuts? They went That's by, insane. dude, didn't it? I appreciate you coming down and being on the podcast. Hell yeah, man. I'm dude. Glad Thanks for shoot, having shoot me. The shit. There was literally no basis to this podcast. <laughs> Hell That's why no. I loved it, man. We literally just shot. We were the shit. everywhere. Some people are gonna be like, "Here, you guys trip acid before you take that." Trip. Like, yeah, man, that's good. We're going yeah, to just Burning a couple. Man. So, are we going to Burning Man after this? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's all dress up in T Rex outfits and just trip on. Got E&T. mine in the car. Let's go. Ready. Thanks again for being on the podcast. Hey, man. man. Thanks for having me. Hey, 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 man. Thanks for having me.